Rightio, legends. Welcome back to the BYO Chair podcast, and thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, earlier this week, I sat down with a fella I've known for a while. Um, we sort of met through friends probably about 10 years ago. Um, and let me tell you, you can bloody tell a good story, that's for sure. Alex Handley is a petrol head who hurt himself over a decade ago. He had a ski racing injury that left him with dead arm in his most dominant arm and he tells us the ups and downs of his arm injury but says it was all a big blessing in disguise. He's still racing today but these days he isn't behind the boat. He's driving it and he's winning. All with just one usable arm. After my chat with Alex, my mind got racing and had me thinking, could my spinal injury be a blessing in disguise? Maybe we'll find out one day. Thanks again for the support, everyone, and enjoy this episode with Alex Handles Handley. This episode is brought to you by Valley Meal Prep. Their fresh and delicious ready-made meals get dropped at your doorstep every Sunday. They're all natural and preservative-free meals, and they're made by professional chefs. They use locally sourced ingredients, and their menu changes every single week. Check them out on Instagram at Valley Meal Prep and click the link in their bio. Use the code BYO10 at checkout to get 10% off. Okay, shout out to all you carnivores out there. 3099 Jerky has a perfect snack for all of you. Whether you're road tripping or watching sport or doing anything really, this is a perfect snack once you're addicted to it. Pick up a bag of original smoky barbecue, garlic, chili, teriyaki or salt and vinegar. Please follow them on Instagram at 3099jerky and click the link in their bio to be directed straight to their website. Don't forget to use the code BYO10 at checkout and get yourself a few bags of the best Melbourne-made beef jerky you can get your hands on. If you're enjoying the BYO Chair podcast, please take a screenshot of it, post it on your My Story and tag byo.chair.podcast. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share and tell your friends all about this podcast to help us grow. This podcast series is dedicated to my son, Riot. Riot, thank you for being so resilient, so happy and so strong through my spinal cord injury. Your mother and I love you very much. All right, Alex Hanley. Welcome to the BYO Chair Buddy right. Studio, mate. I missed the memo for the BYO Chair, so thankfully you had a spare. But yep, yep. here we are, um, excited. Something I wanted to do for a long time, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I believe you've got a good story to tell, and I'm glad I'm, I'm the first one to have you on. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely a few stories to tell in in the period over the last, yeah, well, my whole life, and then more so the last 11 years since my injury, so. Yeah, how old are you now? 32. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so you're probably only a year older than me. Yeah, just. Yeah. It was funny. I was thinking on the way here. Last time I saw you, I was actually the day before. Day before. Day before, and we'll drag racing in bloody Heathcote. My missus in the car smacking me on the shoulder going, fucking slow down. (laughs) I got the shed with the boat on the back and you're in the the van and we're three up in the front of the van and we're dragging down a one lane road in the middle of Heathcote. Yeah, that was a pisser, mate. Um, Yeah, you smoked me, by the way. Hi, (laughs) Ondai. Step your your engine game up. It was a bit slow. I had a bit of lag with the boat on, but we got there in the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had me, you had me pepped. Yeah. So no, that's all right. Well, um, yeah, let's dive into it, eh? So, first question I like to get out the way is just to sort of get to know everyone. So, what do you listen to? What do you watch? And what are you reading? Listen to, mate. I, I'm a bit all over the joint. Um, 
you know, we, we, I just got married a couple of months or so ago. Oh, congratulations. So, That's thanks. sick. Yeah, it's cool. I, um, and do you have a kid just recently? I did. Just got a kid. She's uh, four and a half months old now. So yeah, sick. Little sick. Oakley Rose. She's, uh, she's been grouse. So yeah, beautiful. I, uh, I left home at five o'clock this morning and much to be Mrs. Disgust. There she was smiling on the bed, looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, play with me, you know? So it's, uh, it's life-changing, definitely. Definitely know. is, yeah. Um, my missus being grouse made my life pretty easy with, yep. with the kid thing. but Yeah, nothing um, better than a good one, nothing worse than a bad one, mate. Nah, nah mate, I've got a cracker, so. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is good, yeah. Music, mate, we've been, we spent a lot of time listening to you know, what we're going to have at the uh, at the wedding, but mate, I'll listen to anything from country to, yep. you know, a bit of metal and then, you know, obviously your electronic dance music of a, yep. a fan. I'll lie in bed on Instagram at night, flicking through like... Um, What's the um, that party in in Europe? Tomorrowland. Oh, um, like, Tomorrowland. Listen yeah. to like little clips of Tomorrowland. She's going fucking turn that shit off, would you? Yeah, <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, but that's nah, um, it's yeah, it's good fun. Anything yeah, nice. I listen to so. Have you been in Tomorrowland? Nah, I wish it's something to, something on the bucket list for sure. Yeah, yeah. Makes it a bit harder with a with a kid, but yeah, yeah. one day I'll get there. I'll probably be that fifty year old bloke walking around. Tomorrowland with all the twenty-year-olds. Why not, mate? Take right. your daughter there. Yeah, exactly right. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's that's the aim. Cool. That's the aim. Yeah, nice. What's your uh, go-to? What are you watching? Uh, mate, I'm actually about to re- start rewatching um, Peaky Blinders. Mate, that was, that was a killer. I yeah, right. So, I haven't seen that. Oh, I forget mate, anyway. It's it's on. I think it's on stand. Maybe it's on stand. But yeah, it's uh, mate. I loved it. Well, yeah, right. I, I binge watched it. Yeah, okay. And then they they're gonna bring out a sequel to it. So. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna rewatch it again. So nice. it was, mate. That was a cracker. cracker yeah, series. I'm I'm rewatching Entourage for maybe the fifteenth or thirty first time. I'm not yeah. too sure. I love love a documentary. We've been been racing America a fair bit this year. So yep. Um, yeah, any sports documentaries? I'm into all musician. Um, yep. Documentaries I'm into. I watched uh, watched a few get, a few get on the plane and you just sort of tuck into a documentary and watch twelve fifteen episodes on the flight to LA. It's uh. It's cool, but then it's done. <laughs> it's yeah. over like that in a night, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're great. That's all right. Yeah, we just did the um, the Beckham documentary. Have you yeah. seen that? Yeah, I did that. That yeah. was cool. That's yeah. pretty gnarly. Like, yeah. fucking what a man. Mate, I'm just. I, I wish I could just pack me off up and move to a different state or different country like he does. Yeah, but it didn't work out too much for him in some of the spots. But two hundred million dollars, yeah, mate, it I fucking know. worked yeah, out. Yeah, it I'd, couldn't matter if he didn't touch a touch a fucking football. Yeah, I'd be happy. I'd move to WA for a hundred. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. But um, nah, sweet mate. Are you a reader at all? I'm not, mate. Even like contracts at work, I struggle to read there. But yeah, I, fair I, enough. Pay someone to do it. Yeah, I'll pay. We get the solicitor to come read our contracts. So yeah, most of the time, or or some of the girls or the guys in the office do it for me. Just yeah, they just do me. So yeah, no, that's all right. How yeah. many how many staff have you got? Uh we pay about sixty wages every week. Yeah. So yeah, across we got the plumbing. Um, the plumbing, the old man does run some trucks and stuff for us. And yep. then we've got the surveying business as well. So yeah, okay, keeps yeah. us busy every week. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. That's all right. So you, you hurt yourself ski racing and we'll touch on that a little bit later, but when did you start skiing? Mate, I grew up, like my parents had a caravan at Chuka. So, yep. uh, they had that before I was around. Yep. So I, uh, grew up skiing, wake, wakeboarding more so than oh, on the tube, wakeboarding and yep. skiing. My old man was always a boat racer. So yep. that's how I got into that. And my mum. Um, and yeah, so as, as the years went on, I decided 
but sort of drifted from motocross over to, to ski racing and yeah, right. got into there. So where did you get to with motocross? Did you what what age did you pull the pin on that? Uh, I started. I did my first race when I was four years old down at uh, Nutterwadi BMX, uh, Nutterwadi motocross track. You know, it's a fun track there. that one, mate. I grew up there. That's where I rode forever and ever. And you know, I used to beg dad, hey, can we race him? Hey, can we race? You know, travel the state and all that. And yeah, sort of the the equipment and stuff wasn't there, and you know, the finances to go and do it at a young age and. Yeah, when we were probably I was about thirteen, fourteen. We got family got to a point where we could go, hey, let's go do this stuff, never crack. And yeah, mate, I loved it. I raced, made our way up to um, A grade junior. Yep, you know, racing nationals, raced all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, beautiful. I remember, um, mum and dad just busted up. Dad bought this bus, and me and uh, like me, dad, my brother, and then uh, his mate Richard and his son. Yep. Packed, packed everything in the trailer and we drove up to Coolum. We we're putting stereos in the bus while we we're driving up to Coolum and and shit and raced up there and it was pretty cool. We other than yeah, had a few blew a bike up and bits yep. and pieces up there, but yep. I think we finished top twenty in Australia that year. So fuck, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that would have been a good experience. Good memories too with your family for sure. Oh, for sure, mate. Like my family, as much as sometimes a dysfunctional family and and blowing and arguing, but. You know, my dad, I can't say enough for my dad. He's, he's yep. been um, a real pillar of, of my life and yeah, helping that's me good, out. He's it? always there. He still comes like, the, the, this weekend we just raced up in central New South Wales in the boat. It's the first race he hasn't come to in, in years. You know? Yeah, like, okay. Just sometimes you got to stay home and, and look after his, you know, his house and stuff. So yep. we took off. But like, we're going away next week to the World Championships. He'll be there for the two weeks we're there. Yeah, He'll beauty. Where's that? Out. Uh, up in Gosford, uh, central central New, uh, central beaches or northern beaches of of Sydney. So yep, yeah, right. Yeah, pretty killer week. Yeah, nice, nice. And then um, you said you've been racing over in the states and whatnot. Is that where you go for like qualifying or? Nah, so we um, we met this guy Mike Avila. Shout out to Mike. He's um, he's he lives up uh, up near San Diego way. So yep. he's got a, a bunch of killer boats over there that we. We jump on a plane and like we we've been pretty lucky. We we fly out to LA and then he flies us out in these little these slick little jets out to Lake Havasu and yeah. We'll race. We're sort of building up to a bigger race like the Catalina Ski Race. Um, yeah. And he fly, flies us out there and we race all weekend and we sort of it's it's pretty crazy the the time frame we we've been getting the ten o'clock flight Thursday night. Yeah. Fly to LA, get on this little jet thing, fly there. It's Thursday afternoon, go to sleep, practice Friday, race Saturday, race Sunday. <laughs> Back to the little jet to LAX on Sunday night and flying home, arriving back in Melbourne Tuesday morning. Oh fuck morning, that! So. I don't reckon I could do the flight to LA for less than two weeks. Nah, so we the the last one we did to Catalina, like the big one, we stayed out there for I think we were there for five or six days. But yeah, um, yeah, I think that was our fourth trip to America this year. So yeah, right. And like yeah, some of them were two weeks apart and things that we had to shoot home. We had a race back here or yeah. Unfortunately, that thing called work gets in the way sometimes. But fucking prick of a thing, oh, isn't mate. it? But oh, you can't do the things you want to do without doing the things you don't want to do. Exactly right. Exactly you know, right. So, so can we dive into your injury, injury a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, explain to us sort of what happened and, and what, what your injury actually actually is. Sorry. So December 8th, 2012, um, racing up at Lake Charm up near Swan Hill there. Yep, yep. I know um, Charm. Yep. It's super, super rough day. I... Probably whether I got my ambition and my ability mixed up on the day, I I'm, ha- I'm happy to admit that yeah, there, there was that played a massive massive part in it. Yeah. Um, also one of those freak accidents at at a speed that 
was nowhere near what we can do and what we have been doing, you know, like it wasn't a super fast crash. It was I think like 60, 70 mile an hour that which yep. you know, a bit over a hundred K an hour. Yeah. Um, just one of those things that just skipped out the wrong way. And as in your ski did. Yeah. Yep. And it, um, the, the injury comes called a brachial plexus injury. So yeah, I cracked the, the bone, not a, it was, it wasn't an unstable fracture that it's called the occipital bone, which it joins, um, C1 to your skull, like the top of your spinal cord to your skull. Yep. So I cracked that, which that was turned out to be minimal of my injuries. Then I pulled all the nerves out from C1 to T3. So C1, 2, 3, 4, 5, T1, T2, T3. Yep. I was pretty lucky. T2 is the nerve root that operates your heart. That stayed in. Yep. So oh, that's that, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very lucky. You know, either side of it's gone. And then I had C4 and C5 stay in the spinal cord, the nerve root in the spinal cord, but break just outside. So okay. that's like. So is that, that would be a good thing if, if it had a broke in your spinal cord. You'd be paraplegic, quadriplegic? No, nah, so if they pull out of the spinal cord, um, you, can't, you can't reattach them, you know? Yep. So your, ner- your nerves grow and I- I'm led to believe it's a millimetre a day, you know, like my tingling and my sensation feeling gets worse and worse as, as years have gone on. It gets deeper and deeper down the arm. So yep. I'm actually listening to a podcast at the moment that um, my mate Maddie sent me, the guy in New Zealand, same injury, talk about pain and, yeah, I, I sort of thought it was normal. Like I live in pain every day, and I, I know you're listening to yours and Sammy's podcast the other day about pain. Yeah, I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. It's it's it's, it's not rough. fun. Like, nah. Some nights I'll be I'll be on the couch and I'll be rolling around in in pain. Like, um, like the the pins and needles and the nerve pain, the phantom pain is the, the technical term for it. Yeah. So it, you get nerve pain? Oh, bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what, what? How do you describe nerve pain? Because to me. I, I explain it as like you're getting electrocuted. Another guy, John, that I had on here a couple of weeks ago, he explained it like someone was lighting f- firecrackers on your legs or that that's mm. where his nerve pain would come My, in. Mine's best described as, as pins and needles, I suppose. Yep. And like um, you some, you'll try to fight it sometimes and it makes it worse. Like yep. you've got to try and ride it out and let it go. Like if you're busy and you're occupied and, and you're – you're doing something, you're busy, you don't notice it. I, yep. I don't know if you get the same or not. I understand. Like if I'm driving the boat or I'm like working or like I'm busy like in the computer or I'm doing something or I'm on an excavator or something like that, you don't notice it. Like yep. I drove home yesterday, seven and a half hour drive and I was in pain the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah I've been banged around the boat all weekend, you know, and whether it's stirred it up, you know, I know not that it looks like or I do go to gym that much, but you go to gym and you're bouncing around like an idiot. Or you, you get more pain from that. You, you have a big weekend on the piss. You, yeah. you got more pain from that. You're tired. You're more pain from that. So there's things you can do to uh, minimize. You, you'll never ever eliminate it. It's just something that just there, you know? Like, yeah. Um, you know, like, the, uh, yeah, it's the, the pain is just something that you learn to live with. And yeah. it's, right, no one forced me out of the boat that day. No one told me what to do. It's a decision I made, so... Yeah, so, something that you know I got to live with the consequences. Got to pay to play, brother. Hundred percent. So, you know, I, I structure my life now around risk versus reward. Yeah. So, I went back to skiing after I had it six months. Six months later, I went back to work, and about eight months later, I got back on the ski. Yep. And I started skiing faster than I did before. Yeah. Right? Okay. So we went. We've broken every record in Australia in the disabled class bar one. Yep. Um. Which is just it's a, f- a stupid speed. We had a couple of goes at it, and it was just 
me, my dad, and my brother had a go at it, and me and me mate Jace Jones and Sam had it. My brother had a go at it. It's just we decided to give it away. Like everyone goes, do you want to keep skiing? You want to do it? I said, mate, if I go and fuck myself again and have a crash and do the other arm, mate, I'm rooted. You know, like yeah. no arms, you like not not having a crack. Like you no, got, no, no, you no, got, no. You got, no. Both, you got both legs missing. Like yeah, sometimes I go fuck. Would I rather legs or the arms? But I go, I've got one arm and I've got both legs. I'm actually fucking lucky. You know? Yeah, like when I had the accident. The whole right side of my body went. So yeah, okay. I lost the right leg. Um, I don't remember it. It's, I remember certain sections about the day. Like um, I remember right up to the point of hitting the water. Like everything clear as day that whole day. Yeah. Right up to the point of hitting the water. Yeah. And then like I don't remember anything till about it was about half an hour later. Me mate um, Aiden Cuff. You know, I was laying on the bank and like he's he's over the top of me. Like they're trying to talk and they're waiting for the chopper and stuff. I remember seeing him. So you got choppered from Charm to yeah, straight from Charm, straight from the lake to the straight to Royal Melbourne. Nah, I got sent to the Austin. Okay, Austin, what they that, chopped that's you there? Ivano, Ivano. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. Heidelberg, yeah, yeah, Heidelberg, yeah. yeah. So they what have they got a chopper pad on top? Must do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, fuck so sweet. They sent me there. It's one part of the Austin I haven't seen. <laughs> no, I, <don't, laughs> I can like, know the ins and outs of that joint, that's for sure. Oh, same. Well, it's actually, you know, the, the Mercy is attached to it, just where we had the daughter. Yeah. I, um, I haven't been back there since. Like, yeah, right. I hadn't. So to go back there and a uh, little bit daunting, but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm a bigger person than that now to, yep. to dwell on that. But so I um, I drowned when, when I had the accident. So Fuck. So... Oh, look, this is all stories that people have told me along the way. But I um, had the accident. We we're, we're in the first wave of boats, right? So you have you have a boat, a bunch of boats that leave every 30 seconds, yeah? So yep. we, we took off the first wave, then you got the second wave that comes. And I took on that much water when, when I had the accident that I went head first, straight down. There was only about a foot of my, from, like, from my feet down to my legs. I was vertically straight down in the water. Yep. hanging out and there was a boat coming straight at me and there was another boat uh, so it was the boys in the ultra ultra troublemaker boat yeah and they had another boat called uh a boat called river dance with mick summers and george dimitopoulos in it yep. and mick's actually spun his boat into the other boat to get them so they could they obviously didn't see me didn't see you and yeah. so to get them out of the way and it threw the observer george out of the boat and landed right next to me like if he didn't do that if those boys didn't do that i was fucked i was gone mate. yeah like, okay so George is, um, I actually do remember this bit actually, it's, it's, things come and go as you're telling stories and stuff, yep. but so he's, they've pulled me out of the water. Um, like he's pulled me up and laid me on his chest and, you know, and I've started breathing again. Obviously I'm still full of water. Um, and I'm going, where's my arm? Where's my arm? And he's going, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm going, I'd had crashes before, like scan, you have crashes and you sort of, you lay there and go, yeah, this works, this works, you know, like. Yeah. And it's just the way things go. Like, it's just, you know, as I've told so many people over the years, you you know the consequences of what you can do. Like, like you, you're all right again. Yeah? You know the people have hurt themselves. 100%. But when you, when you get on that bike, right, and when I get on that front of that boat to go scan, you know what can go wrong, but you never think it's going to happen to you. Yeah. Right? And that's the people that, that's the bit that people don't comprehend and they can't understand. Like, why, why would you do it when you know what can go wrong? And people like us that are thrill seekers and, and adrenaline junkies and what all that, mate. We think we're invincible. We we honestly do. And like yeah. when I was a go get back in that boat now, I still think I am. Yeah, like yeah. You know what can go wrong, but 
uh, once you got that gear on, yeah. you're in the mode, you're in yeah. the zone. Nothing else matters, and yeah. you're not thinking about anything else. Nah, no way. Yeah, like, I, I completely get that. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, we went through like a period after my accident where um, there was a, a bunch of fatalities in our sport, right? And they were mates. Yeah, like yeah. there's there's only three thousand people in the world that compete in our sport. It's not big, you know. Like, yeah, and. You know everyone, and these people are, are hurting themselves or, or they're dying. Dying, right? yeah. And we still go do it, and and I still do it now. I do it now more than ever. Like, yep. yeah, I'm not skiing now, but I'm driving and and I'm observing in these boats. I'm like, shit can go wrong, man. Like we um, like, if you didn't hurt yourself, would you still be skiing? Oh, God knows what I'd be doing. You know, yeah. like when I was 18, I said I was going to race dirt bike the rest of my life. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like and we would touch back on that, like. I was going to race dirt bike for to, to, to the day I died till I was 80, you know, like me too, mate. Yeah. me too. And, um, and life changes and priorities change and, yeah. and, and things like that. But you get yourself like, mate, when I get in that boat, mate, I'm going out to win. Yeah. You know? Like same as I still ride me, me 110 round at dad's house like that. After the accident, I, I set a bike, uh, 250 back up and I took it to Frankston once. That's not a simple <laughs> no, track to ride. No. I mean, you could have gone to... Yeah, I know. Went to Frankston. Could have gone to another wedding. Mate, we didn't, when we used to go to Frankston, like, we used to train there every Wednesday. Yeah, I was in one of the top... I was one of the top five guys there every time. You yeah. Know? Like, like, Rory, I said, you know, you're hoping to get him on the podcast in the next week or so. Like, Rory and I used to ride and race and we used to have this you know, um, track out at a mate's joint called uh, Jeremy Ward. We used to go out and ride there. and Mate, we, we'd ride hard. Like, there was... There was no care for each other, you know? So, yeah, yeah. And so I went back out and I went back to, to Frank's in this one day with my brother. It's like your I, mate's off the track, not on the track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. it. I get it. So we get we get on the on, on this track and I'm riding around. I come back in. I'm, oh, I've got the shits, yeah. And there's these C graders going past me. I'm like, fuck, man. I used to, I used to lap them. Like, I used to do like three laps to their fucking two, you know? Like, yeah, and, yeah. And so I just I put the bike back in the shed. I said, fuck that. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not fast. I'm not doing it the way that it makes me happy and wakes wakes me smile. Yeah. So I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. That's simple. Like, um, mate, I, I'd love to get a bionic arm that worked at a hundred percent rate, and I'd be straight back on a bike. You know, yeah. Like, like I would, no doubt about it. Come on, Elon, make it. No. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. I think a few thousand it's, people across the world are banking on Elon oh, at the minute. Hundred percent. Oh, I definitely am. Yeah. It'll happen. Like. Yeah. I mean, if he can land Miranda Kerr. He can make a fucking bionic arm and some yeah. some bionic legs. Oh, without a doubt, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. No, I um, yeah, I've ridden Frank's in a few times, and it's a fucking yeah. difficult track to ride. But I um, I definitely know that that's where you go if you want to get better every time you ride. Oh, and fit. Yeah. Like your fitness just used to, you know, get smashed there because it wasn't a well prepped track. It was just a. Yeah. You want to get fit to to ride and race? You go to Frankston to ride. Like. Yeah. Shame we got shut down. I think it's still shut down, isn't it? But yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think but that I think it opened and then they had another fatality there pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is sad. But once again, it, like we were saying, everyone that throws a helmet on or throws a leg over a bike, you know the risk. You're not hopping on there because it's a fucking, you know, a nice protective sport. It's a thrill and it's adrenaline, and that's what you're chasing. Yeah, you know, so without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So. But yeah, so but yeah, race bikes for years. Um, yeah, and then obviously the boats had taken over. I rode, we ra raced all through the juniors, went to seniors, made our way up to um, A grade open in seniors. Yep. I remember the last day, last day, last race I ever did, Blue Rock, right? Yep. And 
we went out there. It was a little bit muddy. I was always better in the mud than I was a smooth luck. I'd go right. Cam Taylor, um, freestyle yep. guy. He was racing. Uh, I think the Mosig boys were there. Taylor Potter was there. Yep. Um, and I came. I think I got. I went three two three for the day at A Grade Open. Right. Yep. And rode up the top of the hill, and Dad standing there. I would have been twenty, I reckon, twenty yep. years old. Right up the top of the hill, I said, "Dad, I'm done. Like done." Because what do you mean? He goes, this is the best result you've ever got, like in in the A Grade Open race. He says, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. I just, I'm yep. done. He goes, what are you going to do? I said, I'll come and ski racing with you. And he goes, no, you're fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he goes, that's my sport. And I'm like, he goes, well, you want to do it? You do it off your own bat. I'm not paying for anything more. And I said, oh, all right, we'll see how we go. I was, I was plumbing. I was, I was working commercial plumbing at the time. Yeah. Um, I think I was, yeah, fourth year or whatever I was, like nearly a tradie. Yeah. Started, started my apprenticeship when I was 15. So, yep. um, yeah, well, I would have been tradie and yeah, that was the end of my bike career. So, yeah, um, but yeah, don't regret it. I don't, I don't regret the change. I don't regret doing it. Yeah, my, my injury is the best thing to ever happen to me. It, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah right. So, what was the um, what made you decide that was the end of racing bikes? Like, uh, after think, you, your old man said to you, you know, it's the best result you got. You just lose the love like that, or were you I was content and you didn't didn't need to go any more, or I, I don't know. I think it was just. People that know me in my life, I, I'm I'm impulsive, man. Like, yep. if, if if I see something, I go for it. If there's if there's something I want to be better at, I want to figure out how to get better at it. You know, like, yep. I surrounded myself with some pretty cool people coming up through like, um, like the early days of my seniors and like, um, like the the injuries they got to you. Like, I was I remember we were racing at Mafra, uh, under nineteens. Yeah, uh, like it was it was the uh, Vic titles rounds. I think I was coming second after the first round and then they went to round two at Mafra and we come through the whoops and no one was getting on top of it, man. None of the four fifties, no one. We're at the big titles. Yeah. No one was doing it. Race one, I come out and just fucking put this two fifty on top of the whoops. Right? <laughs> I'm on top. <laughs> and the second last one, like people were doubling on them all through practice and the few races before just doubling them. I come and I put this here on top of the whoops and hit the second last one, just gone, man. Yeah. Just kicked the back up. Over the bars, I'm on the ground. I'm fucking going, fuck, I broke my shoulder. I know this feeling. Dad comes running over. I was right near the start line, the pit board area. He goes, get up, go. You're fucking still winning. Like this, like the first couple laps, I pulled this lead. And uh, I go, Dad, I'm fucking, I'm done, man. Broke my shoulder. And he's like, nah, 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 fuck it. And he never pushed me ever. Like, ne- used to shit me that he wouldn't push me. Like, yeah, you yeah. see all those pushy parents and stuff at the track. And I hate he never pushed me, brother. My brother just like cruise around. And I'm laying on the ground. He goes, go on, get the fuck up, go. Like, Go, you, you, can, you can still do this. I said, Dad, your fucking shoulder's fucked. He's like, nah, nah, you're right. So anyway, he goes, right, let's go back to the pits. And we go back to the trailer. And we're sitting there. I said, Dad, oh, I'm going to go to hospital. I'm fucked. I'm done. He goes, nah, you're not. So anyway, we pack all the car up and we drive back to Melbourne. I said, Dad, I'm fucked, man. Take me. I've broken my shoulder. So sure enough, we get home. Mum's there. I dropped me off to Mum. I don't know. Something happened. Mum's taking me down to the hospital. And yeah, sure enough, bang. Pins and plates, shoulder, done. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. But um, man, yeah, I, I, I love the bikes. Like, but yep. it just got. I was riding four times a week, and if the night you went riding, you were prepping. Like, there was no downside. Like, I didn't drink at that point in my life. Like, I've made up for it now. But yeah, no. Nice. Um, <laughs> like, man, I until I started ski racing and and got into that lifestyle, I didn't drink. Yeah, didn't take drugs. Like nothing. I was I was good boy. Yeah, and um, I was fit. Had a six pack. Like, <laughs> uh, everything sort of changed as um went into the twenties and, and whatnot. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, it was no, 
there was no loss of love for the, for the riding. It was just that I was trying to get my own time back. I suppose it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was girls around, and there was you know, all these different things, and not that they ever stopped me from doing it, but it was just time for a change. I suppose. So. It's understandable. Mm. Yep. No, that's completely fair. So, when you when you've decided to do oh sorry t- decided to give up racing dirt bikes and move over to ski racing, what was the process there? How did you go? Like, where can you go and buy the race gear from your regular ski and wakeboard shop? Nah, you can't. There was there was a guy called Carpy that ran a um a marine shop called Strictly Business, right? So yep. he, he runs a big security company and then on the side he did this just to supply, you know, race equipment to yep. to to everyone, basically. So I went down there and I bought these second hand skis and my old man obviously said, you know, you're doing it, but I'm not helping you do it. Yep. Um he was driving other boats, Westies at the time. And so I rang up Westy and I said, Westy, hey, I want to start racing. He goes, yeah, fucking sweet. I didn't tell dad. And um, it was the first race. We are racing at Lake Charm, funnily enough. Like yep. First race I ever did. And it was the entry class was 60 mile an hour. So that was the, like the lowest class you could enter. So here I am, put an entry in. And like you, when you ski race, you use these things called wraps. Like, so people that don't know, you got, it's not, you're not just essentially skiing with you know, a sand and front bar like a slalom bar. You have two handles behind your back and one in front. You put one arm behind your back. I'd never done it before, like ski to wraps, and it's not for the race. I got an entry into this race, and I, you know, Westy's Westy's going to observe. Dad's going to drive the boat and organise it. Much he's discussed. And another another, um, they took me up to the Ajuka the night before the race, and learn how to get up with wraps. And I, I said I said to Westy and Dad, and this is yeah, just pure, um, not understanding the sport and and how how quick shit can go wrong. I said to him, I said, there's no fucking way. I'm going to tell you to slow down in the slowest class of the fucking weekend. So we get up. Anyway, we go, we do the race, we get up, we take off and and I'm going to say I'm faster, faster. And dad's going to West. He goes, you sure? Like, you sure? And he goes, mate, he's, he's sweet. Let's go. And we ended up winning our first race. You know? Oh, you're kidding. So I reckon there was probably, it would have been 10 odd people in the race and we won, won that first race I ever did. So oh, it sort of, yeah, it sort of kicked it off from there and there was that love for that new sport and, you know, new friends and um, some good people, you know, the people that most people I hang around with now or spend most of my time with, uh, yep. you know, these ski racing people that I've, I've met and, you know, they're, they're more family than friends, you know, like it's, yep. um, like the people that you used to ride with or you, yeah, you still, you still hang out, they're friends, man. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're more than friends. You can call on them for favors and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good. So now you you drive the boat, is that correct? Yeah, I drive the boat. So, what what boat are you driving? Um, I've got a couple. I've got uh, I bought uh, Hellbent from Mark Cranny. Yep. So one of the infamous boats that used to race around. I bought that from him, and then we bought a um, we bought or I bought another one, um, which it comes from out of Belgium for a, like rough water style racing. Yep. So they're they're my two. They got um, twin turbo big blocks in them. So both. yeah, right. Hell or Hellbent will do if you want 130 mile an hour and the Bernico, which is called Hell's Attitude, that'll do, uh, you know, that'll do 115, 120 mile an hour if you really want it to. So yeah, okay. And, and what's the, the difference in those boats? Just ones for rougher water, pretty much. Or? Yeah, one's a real good rough water, holds a uh, shitload of ballast in it, and yep. you know, big heavy thing. And then Hellbent's for getting around the corners at a Juca and Southern 80 and yep. things like that. So and then I've got a. Uh, because Hellbent's won the 80 a couple of times, hasn't it? Not the one I've got. So okay. There was a previous one. 
to that, which was a super class that yep. that's won the 80 before multiple times, won, won a heap of them. So, yep. yeah, and then I'm pretty lucky though, sort of the, the lake races and the offshore and the world championship stuff, that style of racing. Um, another guy, Nixie's, mate, shout out to Nixie's, um, massive help in my life, huge. Like he's helped me start the plumbing business and oh yeah, he's, uh, he's basically, he's oh, one of my best mates and like a father figure. Yep. As much as, you know, he's, we blew like we're brothers, me and Nixie. We, when we're together and we're thick as sieves, you know, so yeah. we have some, uh, he'll, I'll have to reference the, the undie story. Nixie yeah. will get a good laugh out of it, but that's not for on air, that one. But that's, yeah, okay. that's, uh, you know, we, we've done some, some cool shit and we've, we've done some dumb shit together as well. So Nixie, yeah. you know, he's, he's one of those he's, mates. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, like there's, I'm 32, he's, he's 50. I think he's 51 this year or 52. Yeah. No, but there's the age is no diff, no barrier to our to our friendship. So yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, he's great. He's got he's got three sons and a wife that you know treat me like family. Like they are like family. We we blue like family. We love each other like family. You know, we're always around. So yeah, that's good. It's just one of those one of those real good families in life that happy to help people. And uh, yeah, yeah. Once they're in your corner, they're in your corner. You know. So, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So let's go back to the. The injury itself, and when you had the injury, yeah. So, so you don't have use of your right arm. Is that fair to say, or have you got a little bit of use? Well, I lost the whole. Like, well, yeah, I suppose we we're, were there a while ago, but the yeah, I, I had that injury. I got chopped into into um, oh, the hospital, the Alfred, not Austin. Alfred, Austin. Got chopped into there, straight into ICU, um, and that, that's probably one of the next things I remember. I don't remember the trouble flight. I remember waking up in, I was, I was putting in a juice coma, um, yep. just because I didn't know the extent of the injuries, whatnot, putting in a juice coma and I had the tube down my throat for breathing and stuff. And yep. I woke up like naturally out of the induced coma Fuck. and my auntie, Nicole was there and I've grabbed her. Apparently this is, I remember bits and pieces of it. I've grabbed her and I've pulled her across a bed and I've got a point in this thing down my throat and they've, yep. give, they've given me something to calm me down and whatnot. Obviously couldn't talk. So I remember, They've given me, you know, those old, like, they're, they're like a kid's toy where you get the pen, like the magnets go to the pen. You're like, you're right. It's like a squiggle board kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently I was trying to write shit in there, like, had no idea what was going on. Very so, old school yeah, iPad. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Uh, and I, I remember I remember that, um, trying to write shit on there and then obviously they knocked me back out again, yep. whatever they've done. And then they've woken me up. They've woken me up a couple of days later, Um well, a couple of days later to uh, try to get the water out of my lungs because yep. my lungs were collapsing. Yep. So that's the most painful thing you'll ever do in your whole fucking life. Like, honestly, I've... I've well, it's got, hard to have the vacuum into your lungs. Nah, so they, they put... Yeah, they have the vacuum down through your throat, um, down into your lungs, and they're trying to... They're making you cough, right? Yep. And when you're coughing, you've got these water in your lungs with a vacuum, man. Like, that pain just vibrated through your whole body. Like, I remember that clear as day, that... Yep. Like, that was just... That was just fucked. Like you cannot compare like any phantom pain, anything I have now. You cannot compare to that that water in the lungs, that pain. So yeah, okay. Anyway, they got me out of there and they got they got me stable and they moved me out into uh, just onto a ward. Uh, I got no idea what ward it was or anything, but they had me a nurse. Like the nurses are grouse in there. They were, they were cool. This way pre COVID, where you could actually have people come visit you and have multiple people around. Yep. You know, we're going back eleven years next month. So yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being there and all the doctors are hanging around and they go, I'll move your foot and I'm moving my foot. 
I'm thinking I'm moving my foot and they're all looking at each other. I'm going, what, what the fuck's going on? You know, like they're, like, they're going, oh, you can move it a little bit more than yesterday. I'm going, my fucking foot's fine. It's working. Like, because yeah. obviously I had a neck brace on, so I can't look down. I can't see. I yep. had the feeling I was moving it, but nothing was going on. So uh, I, this would be a full guess. I, I reckon it was probably probably five days later post-accident that I start remembering that. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, like I've listened to your other podcasts, like talk about ketamine, so I won't dive into it, but fucking hell of a drug, mate. That's just... Yeah, it's fucking out. horrible. Yeah, I, I remember sitting in there and one of my other aunties, Vicky, was sitting there and I'm going, oh, can you tell this boat to move? And she's going, what are you on about? I said, oh, I'm at the bar and, uh, and I remember in my head thinking... We used to do this race, or we still do this race up at Grafton. Yeah. And there's this massive big bar. And I remember, I remember thinking I'm sitting in a boat driving it, pulling up to the bar to get a drink. You know? Yeah, right. And there's all these boats around. So, um, so yeah, they pulled me off that pretty quick, which was, yep. which was uh, a good thing in the end, in hindsight. But yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. I, um, I've been seeing a pain specialist to try and get on top of, you know, the nerve pain and just, just a fucking cocktail of pain mm. that I get really um and he suggested a ketamine infusion which would take me i think i'd need to stay in hospital for about a week but he goes you know you won't feel any pain really for x amount of time and you know fuck i don't know if i could do that again it's just i don't like that tripping out feeling um you know feeling like you're floating all i do is think about work when i'm in that state so Mm. I, i think i'm like trapped in a bit of duct like like air conditioning duct or something. And that, that's something I remember pretty clearly is when they just kept giving me ketamine. And, yeah, all I could think about was work. And, like, that was – thought to myself, oh, that's fucked, mate. Like, you know, your, your life has just changed and it's never going to be the same again. And all you can think about is work and getting back to work because you feel like you owe a company your, your labour, your time. And um, it's it's taken a long time to sort of get to the point where, all right, I'm not going to go back to my job. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to. You know, I'm, I may not walk, but yeah, to get over the the mental barrier of not being able to work was really hard. And I think ketamine really sort of spiced it up to start with. And yeah, I don't I don't really want to fuck around with that shit. You know, not definitely not for a recreational thing. And um, if it is completely necessary to get me out of the pain that I do feel every day, well, you know, I'm probably going to try and do it in another state so I don't get any visitors. Like, you know, because it puts you in such a bad headspace. And, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just seriously how it's a, I I get how it's a a painkiller and a legal drug for pain. Mm. But fuck it can, it's, it's dangerous. Mate, I don't know. Anyone that's had a good experience with it, no, like recreational or yeah, or a, you know, a hospital use. I don't know anyone that's had a good outcome from it. You know, so, yeah, um, yeah. It's I, I've seen it being used in in both. You know, yeah, both like recreational and and hospital. Yeah, and it, it's fucking shit. I don't understand how hospitals can administer it and then how people can find that enjoyable daughter in a in a recreational use. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not going to knock any anything. You know, don't knock it to you. Hey, got to have a hobby, mate. Got to have a hobby. Um, yeah, people that yeah go down that avenue, and but you know, there's other dr- drugs that people go down the avenues of that are just no good. So yeah, but yeah, like the the ketamine thing. Obviously, got off that ketamine stuff, and then I'm yep. still in hospital. I think 
I, I can't remember the top of my head. I think it was December 8th and I got out on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, okay. So I wasn't in there for super long time, but yep. um, obviously the leg came back. You know, I, you know, I lost a shitload of weight in the hospital. Yep. Um, a guy come out of come out of hospital Christmas Eve, and I went home and um, and I, we used to go to lower on on a on a Christmas Eve. Yeah, yep. like that's just Chit-chat. tradition. Yeah, this people around this area, like we were in Croydon Hills, anyone would go from. Yep. Is that where you the, grew up? No, nah, I grew up in Blackburn, like halfway yep. through primary school, and then yeah, moved out to Croydon Hills. Yep. Then went to moved to Ringwood for a bit, and then back to Croydon Hills. Yep. And then out to Yarra Glen no, when I had the accident. So. Yeah. Okay. Then I um, yeah, bought my first house in Doreen, sold that, went back to Yarra Glen, where I was finding another house, and now I'm in Diamond Creek. So. Oh, you're in Diamond, are you? Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, good on you. Yeah, so. Well, like nice and close to the lower fair. Yeah, uh, I know. Up, up and coming Christmas Eve. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that Christmas Eve, I actually remember, you know, I was, I went, mum took me home from the hospital after, you know, I was in a sling. They didn't know what was going on. They said, basically, go home, let all the information calm down, and we'll start working on you after Christmas, whatever they do. Yep. So no drinking, no, no nothing, just you know whatever. So here I am, the lower. I can't. I reckon it was. I reckon it was Kate, Kate Wright. I, I think she picked me up and took me there, and um, I'm pretty sure I was mate Kai Taylor. There was a whole bunch of us that used to go. You know Troy Barons, all those boys, and we're at the lower. And um, here I am. So I fucking I'll have one beer. I'll have two beers. I'll turn my phone off. And fuck, his mum walking through the middle of the lower. Oh, fuck you're it. kidding? <laughs> get, get the fuck home now, mate. I'm like, fuck, mum, yeah, she right had around. I've got a neck brace on. I'm at the lower. I'm fucking blind. It's hot, man. And man, I, I hate the heat, man. I, I hate it. So, yeah. I remember I got, I used to get, like, we used to go in the bar and go, can you get, like, a cold tea towel and, like, wrap some ice up in it? I'd wrap it around my neck or head to cool me down. Like, here I am sitting in the middle of the lower in the middle of the sun, just drinking piss. And, like, that's so, classic. Um, yeah, I don't know if it was any good for the injury or not, but it's, <laughs> well, yeah, made it out alive. So. Yeah. Oh, you're doing it for science, mate. It's all good. Exactly right. Yeah. Mate, I'm a massive believer. Anytime you had a broken bone or something, you'd have a couple of drinks and sort of loosen you up. You'd start moving, moving the, like, the shoulder or the arm, whatever you're broken, and the muscles would start relaxing around it. So I don't know whether that's a scientific proven theory, but hey, it's, if you, if you it said worked. it, mate, you said yeah, it, it worked. Maybe I've so. got to start drinking again. Oh, I, I gave up when my young, just before my young fellow. Have I haven't had a drink at all. Haven't had a drink in yeah, right. twelve yeah. months. Next month. Yeah, right. It's so, impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I was a shit drinker anyway, man. You know, I'd I'd have three, four, and I was happy as pig and shit. I don't and know then, anyone that is a good drinker. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's a freaking prick of a thing. Yeah. If it wasn't so so well taxed, it'd be mm. illegal for sure. But, oh, um, for sure. Yeah. So anyway, I ended up giving it up. And um, yeah, I don't think I've, like, I have no desire to ever drink again. I've just, you know, I'm, I don't need to. Yeah. But um, yeah, I suppose now having this injury, like I don't need anything to sort of push, push me towards uh, any depressing feelings or, you know, uh, dark days, I suppose, yeah. and nothing, nothing triggered my depression worse than a hangover. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, no, that's that's true. Yeah, that, that's a massive thing, you know, like depression after injury. Like I, um, that's something I wanted to definitely touch oh, on with you. How, how how were you when it come to? Well, my like to the days after. The days after, they were, they were right at the start. Like yep. as everyone is, right at the start, you know, yep. like, and then. We went, we were up at a Chuka and I couldn't go on the boat because I obviously had the fractured neck. Um, couldn't go on the boat and I sort of, I got to a point where 
I'd go like that would drive the car and I'd get on the pontoon boat or whatever. If I was drinking piss and, and stuff like that. And I was, well, my mates were, uh, in hindsight now it's grouse. They like a lot of them gave me a lot of them. A lot of them were grouse. Yeah. They were always there to help when I needed help and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of them gave me tough love too. Yeah. Which, um, I think it's a good thing yeah, as yeah. well. Like, uh, like you can't just be wrapped up in cotton wood and told everything's going to be all right forever. Cause it's fucking not. No, like, it's not. It's not. So my mates gave me a lot of, they, they were always there to help me. Like, but I remember like Troy was one of the main things like Troy, it was after Christmas and I wanted to, I wanted to get a sort of like the Christmas buzz wore off and everyone's gone back to work and stuff and I'm at home yeah. and he's going, he's going, well, what the fuck are you, are you doing all day? Like, because you, you, your, ne- your neck's fixed, like you're out of your neck brace. Like I think it was three, four months in there. He goes, well, what are you doing? He goes, well, go, go to the gym. Like, yeah. go to the gym, train, like. Keep active. Yeah, keep active and like focus on something. And, and I did and I, I took it on board and, um, you know, like I, I had another good mate, Justin Cadden, shout out. He's up in Queensland partying away as he's always done and always will. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like he's go to the gym, do this. Like Glenn Campbell uh, up there as well. They invited me to come live up with them in the sun and recover and stuff up there. And, yep. you know, like they, I, I, I've got a really good base of people that helped me out and still continue to help me out, you know, like so. Yeah. Um, those people, you know, like I remember, like we'll touch on it later, but the day that Justin was scanned Superclass at the time, um, yep. he's retired now because he's, he's, you know, risk versus reward thing. Yep. Um, and I remember the day before I was going back to the first disabled race, I was shooting myself. And he goes, well, I'll get in the water and I'll help you and hold you. And he's got to go to a Superclass race, you know, 10 minutes later after yeah. I go. So, you know, you get people around in your corner that are like that, that, you know, those things don't go unnoticed. You remember that shit forever. Fucking nice. But like I, so I, I had the injury. Man, I was, I was on a, I was a plumber earning, I don't know, 12, 1300 bucks. You know, you work a Saturday, 1500 bucks mm. before the accident. And then I've gone to bang um, nothing. And I had insurance payouts through, through the ski racing. And then. How did that work? The, so they've got, they've got insurance that covers. Covers injury. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so. that's included in all your fees, your yearly yeah, fees was, or your race it's fees. It's not, it's not there anymore. Because ski racing's got issues with. Um, with insurance and, and costs of it. So it's yep. not what it used to be, but you know, I basically got, um, they pay your wage up to $50,000 for two years or something like that. Yep. But if you max out at 50 grand in that, you're fucked. Do they pay all your medical expenses and stuff? It's yep. not so, sort of the same as the program I'm yeah. on at the minute. Yeah. And then I was getting um, disability pension from you know, the Australian government. So I was back, I was earning my wage. Yeah. I was still, yep. and I was working for a, a plumber at a time, commercial plumber. And he said to me six months in, he goes, what are you going to do? Like, and I said, well, he, he, had a, he had a spot for me in the office. And I said, yeah, so I've gone back to work. And I've dropped that, you know, that 12 300 bucks a week to go back to work for 600 bucks a week. Yeah, like I could have stayed on but the But it's a mental thing too, forever, man. Yeah? It's a six, mental six thing. Six months of the day, I got a company card, all that kind of stuff. And I've gone back and I'm sitting in the office and I'm driving to work. And I'm going, fuck, like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in the office. And I learned it, yeah. They taught me a lot. Um, yep. The guys there and the, the people I worked for, they... They they did they helped me and they, they taught me a lot of stuff and um, let, let me stop you there. Mm. Would your company now be where it's at if you didn't go back to the office to work for no, this other no way? Not not a, not a hope in hell. What a blessing in disguise, yeah. eh? I learn a lot how to do things from him and I learn a lot how not to do things from him as well. So. Yeah, that's fine. But that's fine. Um, but I learned what I learned. Yeah. Yep. So met met the people I know. Like it's um yeah it's good. So I worked here worked for him for um. 
quite a long period of time. Like, and, and I was like, as I said, I went back to ski race and I remember the first race, first race I went back. Um, I was observing for my brother. I went back observing first go. I said, I'm going to have a go in that disabled class. Yep. So anyway, I did. I get back and I used to ski, you know, 80, 90, maybe touching on a hundred mile an hour before yep. the accident. And that accident, like I was the first time I went back and skied, like the first time ever after went up to Justin and Glenn's up at Queensland. And, um, and I went skied out there. Ray Ball was there as well. He was observing one of the days and we're out and we're, we're, we're skiing out in the Broadwater out in the Gold Coast. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to race. And we come back the next weekend and, me, Dad and Sam go out to Eildon and we do a practice run out there. Yeah. Behind his outboard, you know, you're doing 80 mile an hour. And then we go to, go to, um, we go up to, the, there was the 120, the Sydney 120. And we, we get, get off the deck of the boat, scan behind a boat called Tiger Force. Uh, Wombat, who was uh, observed that when I had the accident, he was back in the boat again. Like he was, it yep. wasn't his fault. It was just, it wasn't the driver's fault. Like it was just one of them things that just goes wrong. You know? Freak so, accident. Yeah. So anyway, we can't, Wombat's in the boat, Steve's driving Tiger Force. I missed the start, like I fucked the start. So they come back around, they get me. And it was a 30K run. So, and I wanted the record, like as much as I just wanted to get back and scare, I wanted to break that fucking record. So yep. we get up, we come around the last corner and they had 10 veteran boats start in front of us and we were boat 11. So first veteran boat, Cropper and that come around the corner, Cropper and Vardy. And then the second veteran boat, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mark Boyer, maybe. And then come around the corner and <laughs> dad's standing around <laughs> with, with my mate Brownie at the time. And dad, oh fuck, Brandy goes, um, Brandy goes, fuck, they're flying. Who the fuck's that? Dad goes, that's me fucking dickhead son. And turned around and walked off. Yeah. We're doing 108 mile an hour across the fucking finish line, holding on with one hand, skiing. Um, still broke the record when we fucked the start, missed the start, you know. So, how good's that? Yeah. That was sort of the, the start of, um, coming back to do that. And, you know, I was skiing, I was skiing, and yep. I went back and I started snowboarding again. Yeah. So, um, snowboarding again and then i was up at uh where were we? i think we we're at falls creek one weekend and this guy come up to me at falls creek i was there with my mum and my brother and um i've got my arm in a sling like on the outside of outside of my snow jacket and they go what, what's wrong and i'm telling them the story and that and they go oh, you should come try out for the australian paralympic team right so anyway i did a bit of research into that and um here i was two weeks later me and the missus at the time are driving up to Parisha, up to Jindabyne. Yeah. You know, it's a tryout. We come and try day, meet the people, stuff like that. And remember getting on the train and talking to all these people and met some really cool people like Benny and Simi um, and Shawnee, you know, like met, met these awesome dudes that end up later on traveling the world with snowboarding. Yep. So, um, yeah, we did that that weekend. And then that was, I couldn't tell you what year that'd be. That'd be like 15 or 16 that we're that we're doing that probably yeah probably somewhere around there yeah ended up you know three months later here we are in austria um at a snowboard training camp and then you know doing my first race two weeks later in the netherlands in in, oh, a, yeah? in, in an indoor snowboard center it was, it was pretty cool on the side of the hill in the netherlands so fuck that's pretty sweet traveled around yeah we got got to cool some see some cool shit went to you know amsterdam and stuff like that while we're traveling and you know, yep. switzerland and things like that we're traveling around and then that Christmas, we actually went over to Canada for, for mum's 50th. So yeah, right. we're, we're over there for, for her birthday. Did Christmas, New Year's all over there. It was pretty cool, white Christmas. It was yeah, right. Cool experience, not having to uh, eat too much on Christmas Day and drink too much. And we're out snowboarding at minus 20 degrees on Christmas Day. You know, yeah, right? that's so, sweet, isn't it? So that was cool. But yeah, we traveled, traveled around there. Um, took my grandma to one race. The team couldn't go and I couldn't go to this other qualifying 
other qualifying race for the Olympics. Um, so, or the Paralympics. But we uh, went over to raced in, um, oh, where is it? It's not far out of, not far out of Vegas and stuff. It's um, like, not Utah. Nah, nah, not Utah. It's lower than that. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Mammoth? No, nah, no. Nah. I'll, I'll figure it out. That's but, right. Yeah. It's, uh, so when it raced all through, all through the States and stuff like that, it was pretty cool. And these, these snowboards ended up, not everyone goes to every round, but it came top 10 in the upper limb um, in the World Cup series. And I missed one of the rounds in Spain. So yeah, right. that, that was pretty cool to do that. But it was the same as like, they're talking about the motorbikes. Like it's, I wasn't competitive and I wasn't the front at the, the forefront. So I was getting the shits at it. So yep. I was doing more and more to train. These other guys are getting better and better than me. So I, um, I, I, yeah, I sort of, I was going to give it up and then we we're talking about doing the, the Pyeongchang Paralympics and yep. I was training for that. And then about a month before it, uh, I was in the gym and snapped all the tendons off my wrist in the bad arm that I'd had surgery on. So Fuck. we had to basically go emergency surgery, bang, missed out on that, yep. that Paralympics. So actually we raced in Pyeongchang 12 months before as a trial and yep. I think we actually went all right that race, but, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. Time-consuming, expensive. Yeah, you know, flying around the world with all your equipment and stuff. But yeah, yeah, um, just another bucket list thing, I suppose. Like, yeah, it sounds like you've done some good traveling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, how many countries you been to? You reckon? Um, I'd be be over twenty. Like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. The the coolest overseas racing experience we had, we qualified in. Um, well, I ra- raced a boat in New Zealand at 2015 World Championships with, with my mates T-Bags and, and yep. Wombat. The guy that uh, was observed when I had my accident, he was in the boat. So yep. we didn't have too much success. Well, when I say didn't have too much success, we come fourth in the world in our class that year. Yep. Then I missed the 2017 ones in Seattle. Just, just wasn't ready and, and whatnot. And was starting the business and things like that. So I was making life a bit harder. Were you skiing or driving? No, I was driving. Yeah, okay. So driving against able-bodied two-armed drivers. So Yeah. So we're, yeah, do that. And then 2019, young Lockie Nix and Jason Cartledge in the boat with me observing. I've heard of Jason. Everyone's heard of Jason. Yeah, yeah, I've definitely good, heard of Jason. Good, bad or indifferent, everyone's heard of Jason. Nah, I only hear good things, nah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, Chuga local. He actually used to live in Eltham. So, yeah, 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 I think my mate Luke skied with him quite a bit. Luke he did, yeah, 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 yeah. He skis with his old man, his boat, so. yeah. Yeah, no, nah, good guy. So, yeah. well, good guy sometimes. We we argue. Yeah. But, no, nah, we're, we're actually, as my old man says, we come out of the same mould. I reckon I'm a slightly better bloke, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so we shipped this boat, Nixie's boat, grow up over to uh, over to Vichy in France. So, yep. packed it in a container, sent it over there. And like while the boat's over there, Lockie, on the ship, Lockie, our skier, had this workplace accident. Uh, working for actually, yeah, Sammy that was on here the other week. Yep. A roof sheet come off. So Lockie still claims that Sammy threw the roof sheet at him, but it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, tore, it tore his uh, eight tendons and eight muscles in his calf. Fucking hell. So we book him into my surgeon, uh, get him like this is, a, I think it was on a Friday. We're operating on a Saturday and we're like, like three, four months for the world championships. Like we're fucked here. You know, like you've got to ski four races over the week for an hour and you've just torn your uh Torn, the, torn your muscles in your fucking leg. Yeah. Anyway, so we got him going and there was the uh, – I was sitting at the boat ramp one day. Lockie had his, like, final checkup as we told him, like, the time frames. Lockie goes, yeah, am I right to go ski? And he goes, yeah, yeah, just – this is on the Wednesday. He's like, yeah, just give it till the weekend or something. He goes, mate, Alex is sitting at Williamstown with the boat in the water waiting for me. Like, 
So like this shows how passionate and keen we are for, for the sport that we're doing. Yeah. We um Blocky comes down and we started training. We skied four or five times a week for three, four weeks and trained him up, went over to, to Vichy in France and um and won. We won the world championships, won all four races. Oh, sorry, we didn't win the first. We lost the first race by um two two tenths of a second or something like that over oh, an that hour. Hurts. And it's like because it yeah, we had to start last because of all the, the last qualifier with a few due, a few other issues that yeah, um, yeah. This guy Jack Stevens is on pole one, and yeah, they've taken off like a rocket, and we're coming through the field, and we're coming, and they pipped us by two tenths of a second or something crazy. It was like fuck it out. It's yeah. gonna be a long week. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we went out the second race and um, absolutely dominated the second race, third race, and yeah, dominated. We wrapped it up in three races. If you basically if you get three thousand, it works on a thousand point system. So if you get three thousand points, you can't lose, and we're on two hundred ninety nine thousand point. Nine eight or something like that. it's impossible to yeah, to yeah. beat us as long there. as you race you're yeah, winning yeah so yeah the last race we went out and we um we lapped the whole field in the last race Fine. so we're, we're racing in this canal in the middle of, in the middle of France in, in Vichy in France and um I'll send you some video to, so you can put up with it this, this is one of the coolest experiences I've done you literally you got a concrete wall that's three meters high and you got these balconies that hang over the hang over the side of the walls and you're driving your boat under, like as close as you can get to that wall is the smoothest bit of the track. It seems weird, like it looks fucked up. And then in the middle of like, it's probably 120 meters wide. This could help probably less, probably a hundred. And if you can get as close to that wall as you can, it's actually the smoothest spot out of the whole, the whole, like it, it's river, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm driving Nixie's boat thinking, fuck one, one wrong fuck up. Nixie's 200 gram boat is, is fucking in the, in the bin. It's in the <laughs> bin. Yeah. Like, and he's, uh, him and Josh Lowry are on the ship to shore and they're, they're encouraging us. And uh, sometimes I can hear in the background going, Oh fuck, you know, like, but you literally, it, it was such a cool experience to do it. You know, like there's videos that float around on Facebook and YouTube and stuff of the corners and us coming close to another boat when there was a fallen skier and ropes getting tied up, wrapped around our engine and JC Observer pulling it off, like pulling it off. So yeah. that was pretty cool to win the, the you know, as an able-bodied world championship and to go and compete as a as a one-armed competitor. And um, I think there was 30, 30 odd boats in the men's class for the week. Yep. And there was only two of us that didn't have a skier fall the whole week. And it was us. We won F2, which is 300 horsepower outboards. Yep. And then Ben Gully was the only inboard male. He won the class. He's an Aussie as well. Yep. They won F1. Well, the only two teams not drop our skier all week. So, Okay, uh, don't fall off. Well, don't fall yeah. off and you win. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. No, that's all right. But, that's good. So I want to I want to ask you a few questions about yeah. your – um about the injury itself yeah. and when it happened. So you're obviously hooking along, your ski steps out from under you. How does you hitting the water cause that injury to your arm? So you, you were saying before that you when you ski, you've wrapped the, like one yeah. handle or two handles behind yeah. you and you hold on to the one in front. Yeah. Does that play a part in in what's happened to your arm, do you think? There's... There's no scientific proven evidence that it does. Yep. Um, but there's nothing to say that it doesn't. Yeah. So ultimately, the injury that I've got, which is a brachial plexus, um, there's another word for it. It's a technical term. It's just, it's the brachial plexus is the nerve root system that runs from your spinal cord yep. all the way into your arm, right? So yep. it's just like a bunch of spaghetti, right? Yeah. So. Shout yeah, out to spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> spaghetti. In Italy. Yes, yeah, spaghetti meatballs, <laughs> one of my favourite foods. Fucking nice. Um, you've got 
the, the injury is it's caused it's basically from my perception of it and what i believe it, it mostly caused when your neck separates on your shoulder yeah right? so you have you have a big enough stretch obviously you got an elastic band you can only stretch it so far before it's going to snap 100 so the the science behind the safety of the ski racing now has changed majorly yep um in terms of we all wear these head restraints that your arms your neck can't separate and can't pull away and you can these clips are breaking when people are having accidents now which is you know the, the clips taking the force of it yep rather than your neck taking the force like mine did so yeah there's all these theories where your arm can come like up over your back and then over your head and things like that but if it's going to do that you're going to rip your, your shoulder out of the socket which mine didn't you know it's yeah it's it's a nerve injury it's it's internal it's very hard to fix like I, i've had i had absolutely no arm movement at all when you I don't it. have no or, or I, you I do, do now. i do now yeah so i had absolutely none at all nothing yeah um and so i one of my best mates, best mate at the wedding, Matty Sadler, he had the same injury six years before me. Yeah. So we we knew each other before the injury, but we weren't we weren't mates. Like we become mates. Like yep. as you know, you say you, you meet people through doing these things, and yep. um, you do it. But so he sort of pointed me in the right direction of of where to go and who to see and people to talk to 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 recover and surgery and and things like that and just just mental health you know through it yeah. as well. So. Um, but my like I went and did nerve conduction tests. They're pretty painful. Have you had you had them going on? So yeah, yeah, I had it in my. That was zapping the shit out of me left leg. I didn't yeah. feel a fucking no. thing. <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I better tone it down a little bit." And I said, "No, no, no, you'll be right. Do it in the right one." And anyway, I goes, "No, no, I'll tone it down." And he toned it right down. And fuck me, it hurt. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's literally like an electric shock. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it it's very painful. Was that hook up my left arm? Yeah. To get like a, a general line in the sand of what I should be feeling, yeah, like that fucking kills, man. Like, we're like an arm that that works. The nerve conduction test, you feel like they hook it up and they, they send a shock through your shoulder or your neck, and yep. it shoots wants to shoot out the end of your finger. Yeah, it feels know? like it's gonna yeah. yeah blow you. Well, yeah. for me, it was blow me foot off. Yeah, I'm I'm imagining for you, it was blow your yeah. fingertips yeah. off. Yeah, so there was that. So I did the nerve conduction test, and then we went and um, mate, we went and saw every surgeon there was available. So. Yeah. Um, you know, we we had my first surgery was I think correct me if someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was like sixteen or eighteen hours or something like that. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. So yep. first surgery I had was they cut um they cut my leg open from, you know, right in my groin all the way down to just below uh, just above my knee. Yeah. And they take a muscle, it's called a gracilis transfer. So yep. they take a muscle out of there. And they and then the nerve that comes like halfway down your calf. So I've got a scar there as well where they put cut the nerve out. Yeah. So the blood vessels and stuff. And then they tie it. They've tied that muscle to my collarbone. Yeah. It runs down. They've stitched it into the elbow and then they've stitched it into the wrist. Right. Okay. So that was surgery A, which was yeah, I think it was somewhere in the vicinity of fourteen to eighteen hours. Yeah. So I remember getting like I had my head in the one spot on the table. I remember waking up and I got this lump the size of an egg on the back of my head, you know, pressure sores and yeah, which you'll probably get too, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So pressure sores and, um, and so I had this massive lump on the back of my head and I remember waking up, it was, it was actually my birthday. It was 27th of April. They did the surgery. Yeah. So, uh, I remember waking up 27th of April and here I am and like, you just, you smell so bad. You can't have a shower. I've got this lump on my head and it's like, 
Then they go, oh, it was it was really good surgery, but we need to do another one. Yeah, oh, but like, there's fuck. always a but. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, hell. So next day, um, next day, this is at Royal Melbourne actually. This surgery. So then the next day they throw me back under the knife for another ten hours, man. Like, yeah. So I've just gone this massive, you know, marathon surgery. We got different surgeons coming in and reattaching things and and whatnot, and then bang, they go, well, it's so good, but we need to do this to make it worthwhile. So, yeah. like, oh, when they did it, they took a nerve out of the top of my foot all the way up my calf as well. So, yeah, and they've right. tied so that nerve they tied it into one of those. Uh, one of those nerve roots had come out of the neck and they'd tie it across the back of the shoulder and then into the tricep, which was a trial surgery. No one had ever done before. Yeah. So they did it and it's worked. Like I've got, I wouldn't say 30%. Like some people go, oh, you got 30% or you got this. Like I can I can bend my elbow and lift my shoulder up now. I can like, I can hold like if, if I'm carrying an iPad around at work or something, I can hold it in like under Underneath my shirt. Like I can pin it in like and do, do things like that. Um, they sort of made... A slight mistake, whether you want to call it a mistake or not. Um, trial surgery, it's no trial surgery. Yeah. yeah, but they they made the muscle a little bit too short, so my fingers are actually like they're like a closed fist almost all the time. Where say Maddie's a, a out and he can sort of claw his fingers in, not, not enough to do anything crazy, but I sort of count myself lucky. Like I got on, <laughs> I bought my brother a KDM five hundred for Fink this year. Oh uh, yeah. So um, I got on it. It was a brand new bike. I <laughs> get. And I wrap me wrap me hand around the throttle, like pull the fingers apart and wrap it on. I'm riding it around the paddock at Dad's joint up and down the driveways, you know. So um it was, you know, like in terms of doing stuff like that, yeah, it's cool. But um it's yeah, it's not super practical. Yeah. But you don't realize how much you use it until you lose it as well. Yeah. So when I when I snap those tendons in my wrist, um, leading up to those Paralympics, I I went back to a sling. I was back in a sling, like a bang surgery. I ring Scotty Ferris, the surgeon. He's, he's a wizard, mate. He's not one of them surgeons that tell you not to do something. Like he's a snow skier and stuff himself. He's just like... He knows you're yeah, going to do it. He loves, he loves it and he gets you out there and he, you know, what can we do to help you? I rang him with Lockie's injury. He's like, yep, get him in here. And like, you know, um, and well, Wendy, he, he's, uh, he's offsider. He's main nurse. She, she's a legend too. She's always ringing, helping you. And, yeah, that's and things great. like that. So, yeah, that... For to get back to doing what I love doing, they're, they're awesome. So yeah, I've done those. Ser- Look, I've done other surgeries since. So they wanted to fuse my shoulder, which I was skeptical about because if anything comes up one day, I've already fused it; it's gone. Yeah. So I fused my thumb, which is you know I can I can pinch my thumb. Whether it was a good thing or not, I don't know. Like, um, like Rory McCurchard, which you know you're going to try catch up with, or he's he's been overseas. I'm not going to dive into. It. I'm going to let him do that. Yep. Doing some trial stuff over there that yeah, I picked yeah. his brain about it yeah. as soon as I f- fucking got onto him. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty cool. Like some of the stories he's told me about it, and I'll, I'll leave all that for Rory because yeah, 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 for sure, yeah, appreciate um, it. Yeah, something that I'm gonna definitely look into for its trial surgery. Yeah, as yep. well. Everything's trial, but you know, like Elon Musk, there, there wasn't a proper electric car ten years ago. There is now, so yeah, there's shit that they're doing that. Who knows, mate? Like I, I've always said. And I've said to like my family and friends, as soon as I get to the point where you got 50-50% chance of a bionic arm working, I'm yeah. on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Fuck I, yeah. I am on. I'm the, I'm the same. Yeah. If, it, if someone said, oh, I'm going to, you know, do you want to be in the crash test dummy? Well, fuck, yeah. I've been in the crash test yeah. dummy my whole life, mate. Yeah. So yeah. sign me up, you know? Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, yeah. And when you crashed, was 
what protective gear do you have on? Is it just a wetsuit or? Oh, it's just a wetsuit and a helmet. Yeah. That was it. We wear a kidney belt to sort of stop your back smashing around on the bumps. But yeah, like the, the sport has come so far and there's a lot of people that have got a lot, had a lot to do with it. You know, we wear, wear these head restraints now. So you got, you know, you're clipping from the side of your helmet to the front of your wetsuit. Yeah. And they've got these solid clips. You've got bands and like at the moment we're experimenting with different wetsuits and stuff like me and the Knicks boys at the moment with um yep. the Williams guys up at um yep, Yarrawonga. Yep. yep. Uh, so we're experimenting to make things safer and better. And, you know, yep. these boys have had some big crashes over the years at, at stupid speeds. Like I'm talking like well, Lockie come off at a hundred and something, I think 115 mile an hour or something, bent all the clips, quick. broke the helmet, pulled it all apart. And I went and picked him up and he walked in and got in the car, you know? Like, yeah. It's just, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw of, of how it goes, you know, like my, my crash, 60, 70 mile an hour, these boys can fall off at 120 mile an hour and bounce up and keep skiing, you know, like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just the, the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. Do you think that, um, sort of the, the your neck hitting the water and sort of sh- shutting your, or, or flicking your neck back or forward, side to side, whatever it might've been, do you think that played a big part in your injury? Oh, huge, huge yeah. part of the injury. So, like, so it wasn't. So it wasn't a matter of, um, you know, basically falling over sideways and landing on your shoulder no, and it it blowing nothing, out behind nothing, you. Nothing to do with the shoulder. So yeah, like, but in saying that, like, my old man and and one of my best mates, Jace Jones, they yep. were. I was scammed behind a boat, uh, boat called Psycho Clowns with Phil Mulcahy driving. So yeah, yeah, um, I've heard of that boat for sure. Yeah, I'm still still mates with Phil. Like, yeah, still drink with Phil. Like, party, whatever, hang out with Phil. Like, they're good people. Like, no. I'll never, and I've said this to Phil before, it's nothing to do with him, it's nothing to do with the Observer, it's just one of those things. So, yep. you know, there was a GoPro on the front of my boat and they were, I, don't, I was just in front of him, right? And so dad's driving, Jace is skiing, God knows who was observing, and the GoPro on the front of my boat actually caught the accident, right? Yep. And uh, it sat, I pulled the video off my GoPro and put it on my uh, desktop with a laptop, right? Yep. And it sat there for ages and ages and ages. Dad watched it. He goes, you, you can't really see what happened. But, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't that big an accident. And, you know, I made the executive decision. It was probably three, four years later. I still never watched it. Just deleted it. Like, yep. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see what happened. It's just gone. It's done. Like, yeah. Like, I, I still tell people I, I did a um, you know, public speaking thing um, for a you know, young lawyers convention a few years back now. Probably, I know, five years back now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I sat there and I said, it's the best thing that's happened to me. It, it put me exactly where I am today. It's got me hanging out with the people that I am today. It's got me running the business I am today. It's got me racing yep. the boats I am today. Like God knows what I'd be doing if, if I hadn't, if it hadn't happened to me, I'd probably just still be working for a boss, yep. earning a wage every week, still skiing with someone. Yep. Like it's, it's put me exactly where I am doing exactly what I do now. Like, yeah, right I, where you need to be. Oh, yeah, like... Bit of a blessing in disguise, do you think? 100%. And, like, I, I've always been a driven person, man. Like, yeah. when we were growing up, my brother used to get home from school. Neither of us ever did homework, ever. Like, Fuck he used to come home from school and he used to sit on the PlayStation and play our MX vs. ATV. Yeah. You know, all night. He'd just sit there and I'd go out and I'd wash the bikes, change the filters, and I'd do the bearings, like... I do. I used to build my own engines as you know, thirteen, fourteen year old kid. I'd I'd rebuild a top end on on the KX one two five or the KX eighty. Like, yeah, I used to do that. And then 
I'd get out and I'd, I'd mow the lawn, right? It'd be getting dark and I'm out mowing the lawn or doing the weeding. So dad didn't have to do it on the weekend so I could go riding. Like That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. smart, and, mate. And here's my fucking brother just sitting in playing PlayStation. Getting fucking KDM 500s Getting his fucking Vegemite <laughs> toast. Just yeah, sitting inside doing fuck all. And um, no, mate, it used to kill me. I used to come in. I used to try and get him to make him like do the, clean the goggles, like get him ready to race. He used to have those, you know, those Scott Scott goggle boxes. Where yeah, yeah. He used to have them all stacked pair. up. Yeah. And I, I'd come in one day and I'm going, where, where are all the goggles? Like I wanted him to clean all the goggles, like pull lenses out, wash them all. I come in one day, <laughs> all the goggles and everything, the, the whole goggle bags is in the washing machine. Man. Oh, you're I'm kidding. Just, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like they're scratching the shit house and he just, <laughs> it was, he's very different now. He's, He's motivating, he's driven now, but as a kid, mate, we were so far apart, it wasn't funny, so. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair, that's fair. So, are you racing um, anything other than boats? Yeah, I've, about four or five years ago, I bought a Can-Am, so. Yeah. Um, I went up, we flew up to, with the boys to to Fink one year, like yep. Sam had been racing, my brother had been racing it for a while. Yeah, and I get there and there's these buggies and these. But he races trucks. bikes, yeah. He races bikes, yeah. He's yep. the eleventh, eleventh this year, I think. I think he was. Fuck, that's Sec- not bad. Second at Don River Dash, he got so. Yep. Um, yeah, I get up there and I, I see these these buggies and like a mate of mine, Tim Pickford, he had his trophy truck there. Another mate, Stevie, had his Can-Am, and I'm like, and I'm there and I was there with mate Maddie. I go, Maddie, we're doing this next year. Like we're yep. on. Like yep. we're doing it. I came straight home from Fink and bought a can of and started building it like to to put the right roll cage and all that stuff in and yep. did um I originally built it to do side by side rounds which are on motocross tracks like the first race I did was a Broadford motocross track yeah I've, I've I remember set, oh hearing about one that was going on up there I fucking should have yeah. gone yeah mate it was a killer so they they haven't been doing it in a while it sort of just fizzled out but then I went into off road and we started doing like the endurance stuff so we built the can-am up again to be a bigger and better can-am and um yeah and yeah we took on we did one we, i can't remember we did one off-road race somewhere maybe we didn't maybe the first off-road race we did was fink and yeah so okay me and nixie here we are it was his birthday right yeah so his birthday is um right right at the start of june so it, we all head up a week before and you pre-run your practice and all that here we are we had the the ski race van and we got the car trailer on the back and uh, we, we put this Can-Am on and we, we were going for a party. We didn't know what we are doing. <laughs> so we get there and we're pre-running, we're practicing and mate, we had a big night a couple of nights before and all the boys are coming out everywhere going, mate, you got to get this car ready. Like, So here we are, me and Nixie racing this, racing this Can-Am and like I've sort of got a reputation for being a little bit loose and a little bit fast and breaking shit. So yep. they're all going, there's no way you're going to get this Can-Am down to halfway. And we, we take off, we, we prologue pretty average. And we take off when it's like passing cars. It, the, the, it's like it was like watching Jet Lawrence like get a miss a start or something, just peel through the, the field, you know. Like here yeah. we are, and we're going through these whoops that are like a meter and a half tall. Nixie's going, You sure you're right? Holding on with one hand, man. I'm like, oh, I think so. Like, so we're, we're racing down to Fink, and he goes, Alex, slow down. We need to get there and sleep in our swags, right? So, <laughs> anyway, we, swags on the roof of the can am or what? Oh, no, we you had a pit crew. No, you have a pit crew that sort of take all your shit down there, yeah. Um, you know, we had a big spit and a fire, and we take like the stoppies of his big plaster trailer. So, yeah, we right. had like a shower and a water tank and all that, and everyone's down there. So, we make it, we make it down to halfway, and I think we started like. And we start like we prologue like 80th or 90th. And by the time we get to halfway, we're sitting, we're sitting in like, 
I think we're sitting in like 40th or something. Like we, we literally halved our position. Clocked and it. so anyway, we, we had the guys from Darmac there and they've prepped the car. And like, yeah, it's actually not too bad. Like you haven't done too much damage to it. So anyway, we, we had a few cans. Had a few cans that night. I think we were in bed by about six o'clock because you get to think about uh, you get to think about 10, 11 in the morning in the car. Oh, okay. And then yeah. the bikes come down after. So yep. we weren't going to drink because our big night a couple of nights before. So we drunk all our piss, all the next door camp's piss, and we're taking piss from everywhere. But anyway, we we get back and we start we start cruising back and we peeled off a whole bunch more um, cars and become seventh in class and I, I think it's like 24th outright or something like that so out of, out of out of like 180 cars that started here's these these two blokes have got no idea what they're doing just just learning first off road racing yeah like putting it right at the at the front end of um right at the front end of you know this biggest race in australia so shit that's not uh, bad yeah and then so we did that went back the next year we with my mate jack and um to, uh, nah, next year Next year, what did we do the next year? I can't remember. Yeah, Jack, yeah, went back with Jack in the Can-Am and we come did about the same. And then we went back in a trophy truck. So I decided here I am, with, you know, ego a little bit bigger than it needs to be. I'm going to go buy a trophy truck. So yeah, bought this thing out of WA and, and we raced, raced this, this truck um, down and we ended up blowing an engine on the way home, which we'll sort of spilled on. We'll start to get back into it. Yeah. But um, what's, the, what's the engine capacities like? Is there a big difference between a Can-Am and a trophy truck? Oh, massive. So, Can-Am, you got like a – it's a three-cylinder um, turbo thing. So, similar to a jet ski motor, just yep. with the – they're all supercharged. These are turbo. Yeah. So, you know, the Can-Am, it's hit on uh, – like when you really wind it out, probably 140, 150. And yep. the the trophy truck had a had a six-liter Chevy in it. So, oh, shit. So, yeah, we were, we were getting up. Yep. 180, 190, close to 200k an hour. Fuck. Here I am driving this thing with one arm across the whoops. And <laughs> it's like, it got to like the risk reward thing that I referred to a few times. I'm going, man, like Jack and I ended up rolling it at, at Prune Carry and it was just purely because I couldn't, uh, I couldn't fight the, I got a bit over, like the back stepped out of me and I just couldn't correct it. I like, couldn't fight it back. Yep. Ended up, we, we went in a, a couple, we did a couple of rolls in it. And um, total, sort of totaled the truck, actually. It was, we totaled the truck about a month before Fink. We had to do a full rebuild. Like, like he got me old man, works for me full time. He was, he was in the shed for a month just yep. fixing all the broken all the broken steel bar work and the panels and yep. just everything. But um, yeah, but the, tr- the truck was cool, but it was just, it wasn't a, it wasn't as safe as I wanted to go racing. So yep. I ended up moving the truck on. Um, one day I'd love to get you yeah, a big all-wheel drive truck, which would be cool, but... Yeah, I don't have a spare million bucks at the moment, so. Yeah, wait till next year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe the year after. We'll see how we go. Yeah. So I'm going back to a Can-Am and, yeah, went and did it again this year. So. Yeah, right. But, like, the camaraderie of the off-road racing for me is everything. Like, I don't care if I don't win the off-road shit. Like, um, we built our COVID project. We bought an old old um, mobile library, right? Like, yeah. You know, those ones with the step roofs and stuff like the slide out sides and the draft used to be in the front, you know? Yeah, fucking, well, what's uh, your name? Is it Gerald? Gerald, yeah, yeah. yeah one yeah. of those He's things. school. We bought me brother goes. Oh, that goes against everything your parents taught you. Oh, exactly. Don't yeah. get in a don't yeah. get in a van or a trailer with anyone yeah. that's dressed up like they yeah. shouldn't be. So we bought this thing and it was my brother goes, he's found this thing, it was it was thirteen grand, right? It's his joint out sunshine somewhere. We go out and look at it, me and him one day. I'm like, Yeah, fuck it, we'll, we'll buy it. And his idea was, yeah, we'll buy it, it was me buy it. So anyway, yeah. I buy this thing. And then we we start like pulling apart and we we're just gonna make it to you know, what is a cheap trailer and it ended up COVID hit and it became our COVID project. We just kept working on it, working on it. So 
it's now like um you know it's it's a stable thing at races and and people enjoy seeing it and yeah it's cool so we go away racing we've got six bunks in there plus the bunk in the truck and um you go away racing with your mates it's just fun like, yeah it's just like the ski racing i love it but i, I go there to win the ski racing like I, I do every effort we can to win yep. like, not that i don't want to win in the in the off-road stuff but you know you got guys there's more that, to it you got guys that are throwing a lot of money at it and a lot more skill and, and two arms yeah <laughs> so the the boat i could be competitive in with the one hand like the yep. car like we, we've run some races in the in the um in the canams and stuff don't get me wrong we've won them but you know your top level stuff was the sort of the best we, we've come you know third or a fourth or something like that in the national stuff so yeah. actually no that's a lie we won a national round we won at millicent last oh, okay. year yeah so yeah we did we did win a national round yeah okay so but um yeah the, the, the buggies are cool they're fun yeah they're just mates like dad races one and then we go to events where you can do bikes and cars. Sam will bring his bike and yeah, and, and things like that. So it's um, and then yeah, his mate Lloyd comes along to Don River. We we sent it up to Early Beach. So Don River is an hour and a half north of Early Beach and yep. raced up there in I think September this year. So there was a busy period for we're trying to train the boys for this world titles coming. Yeah, getting married, had a kid, racing. You know, the, <laughs> our kid Oakley. She she was two weeks old, and I flew out to America to race for the weekend. Like fuck yeah, yeah. Well, my missus. She she is a saint you know so good on her good on her yeah, yeah. it sounds like that uh that can stuff could be a bit of fun might be something i have to look into well mate i i um through tim uh tim pickford he's he's up in echuca he's made up in echuca had dirt bike accident yeah so um that's where i'm oh, that's where i have mine too yeah, yeah he he um he was messaging me this week about you know different parts and stuff at can and what i do to make it easier so he's a similar injury to yours. I don't know the full extent of his or yours, but say paraplegic. Yeah, yeah so he's, okay. he's in a chair, and yeah, he's just um, he's just got approved to start start racing Canam. So oh, fuck I don't yeah. know how he's done. I haven't seen the car. I haven't seen the setup. He bought our other mate Stevie's Canam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going to start racing, so it'll be cool. So definitely, I know Rory wants to look at getting into it. He's oh, pretty, yeah, I thought yeah. he I thought he was into it. Like well, I thought he, he was trying to. Or? He's bought a he bought a track car. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Man. Roofers, mate, too much money. Yeah, yeah, that's it, mate. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, like, it's definitely something that, yeah, people need to get into, and it's fun. It's definitely, and people help you. Like you, you go to the races, and you're in the middle of nowhere. It's not like you can nick down to super cheap and get something. Like, yeah, people help you. It's it's a cool, cool environment, a cool sport that. Yeah, that. everyone's there to help each other, and if, so, if something's going wrong, like you'll see, like, people come borrow our welders or our generators, and yeah. like we've got welders, and then we'll get someone that can actually weld, not like us that think we can weld, <laughs> come and like welding up the cars on a Saturday night, you know. So, um, it's if anyone that wants to get into it, yeah, mate, hit me up, and we'll we'll point you in the right direction. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's real cool. You'll have to buy yourself one. I think I might have to. Yeah. All right, I'll have to make some room in here. Yeah, no, mate, there's plenty of room. Me old, me we'll get rid man. of that treadmill, but that's oh, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep the bikes. Oh, my old man's got a big shed. We'll leave it out there for him to work on. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, another part of the show that I like to do is I like to get to know people by by finding out what they hate or dislike. I like to call it the get fuck segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to know what you can, what you think in this day and age can go and get fucked. You don't have to give massive reason behind it or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to know what you think can go and get fucked. Go and get fucked. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I really get myself in the shit here, you know, like, um, fuck. 
I hate, I hate people that just don't be themselves. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I, I hate fucking people that lie and, and, and tell you they can do something and they don't like, or they just blatantly fucking lie. Like, it just does me. Yeah. Just, like, there's no point. Like, you're all mates. What, what are you doing? Shit like that for. So, yeah. That, that's that, you know. Um, <laughs> the massive thing like, I, I've said to, to my missus, okay, when our daughter is at school and they're, they're talking about boys, girls and sexes and you want to be this, like, fuck off. Like, there's the, I said to her, I said, you find out when they're fucking having that week at school and I'm pulling her out of school that week. She's yeah. not going. Like, yeah, I told her we should have a little homeschool ride if they're talking about that yeah, shit in his school. Like, fucking not having it, mate. No it wasn't t- It wasn't spoken about when we were... Nah, when uh, we were growing up in schools, and we turned out all right. We're not the fucking greatest, but nah. we're all right. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I'm with you there. And then yeah, people that just think they're entitled to fucking everything for nothing. Yeah, like, like yeah. we've got um, like your, your workers or just just people that that well is me stuff. Like you, you've had an injury, yeah. You're moving on. You're doing this. You, you're moving forward. Like you're excited. You're happy about stuff. It's mm. um. It's mad. It's massive, like mad, and probably, probably the biggest thing that they can get fucked is people not asking for help when they need it. Yeah. So you can go into two different two different things. Like um, when I went back to work, man, like I went back and I enjoyed going to work. I hated the money I was on, but I enjoyed that I was learning. I was in in an environment that I was learning. Like I used to cop it. I used to cop a fair bit of hard time for doing things wrong. Like you, you make a mistake, you own it. Yeah. You hundred percent, man. It's the only way yeah. to do it. And like time, time went on. It probably got, it probably got to eighteen months really before I started reaching out for external help. Which yep. I wish, and if anyone is struggling, like send me a message, man. Like I can point you in the right direction. I've I've helped a lot of people that didn't think it was the right to ask for help. Like yeah, where, when when I did it, I was where I was back working at, at that plumbing mob, and I used to lie about that I had hospital appointments about the arm to go to counseling sessions. Yeah. Like yeah. I turned around to him and said, Hey, I, I'm fucking struggling, man. Like I'm going to go and see this counselor and, and do this. Like I didn't even tell my family about it. Like I didn't tell anyone about it. Like there was a couple of people like, um, I'd just broken up with a girlfriend and she turned around and said, Hey, you need to sort your shit out. Like mm. you need help. Yeah. So, um, I went to the doctor as you know, people don't do like, you go to the doctor, it, it, it's fucking free. Like it, It's free help. And when, when you admit that you need, you start, you actually need this help and you can go talk to someone about it. Like I, I went to the doctor and I, I was crying, man, at the doctor. Yeah. Saying, like telling them, like I, I was embarrassed to talk about it. Like, and, and you shouldn't be. Yeah? Like yeah. I had mates I could talk to, but not like, not like this. Yeah. Thing is though, when you, when you go to get help from um, psychiatrist or whatever, you're you're paying them to give you advice, but they listen. And yeah. when you are with your friends, you're not paying them, but you're dropping it on them. Mm. But then they're giving you advice, and it's almost like it should be the other way around. Yeah, you should be exchanging money for something. Um, you know whether it's advice to go in the the right direction or change direction, whatever it might be, and that's. I don't know if that's one thing that sort of scares some people. It definitely tinkers with my mind. But, you know, I want to go and open up to, to this person that I don't know that's a professional. I want to get some advice off them. And not all of them give you advice. A lot of them are just there to listen. And, you know, surely they make that examination on yeah. on 
on you when they're speaking to you. But a lot of the time I'll, I'll open up to a mate and then they start giving you advice. And it's like, well, hang on, I'm, I should yeah, be they, getting they advice off someone the else. They don't have the tools to... Correct. To, like, yeah, I, I've given people advice... And whether it's right or wrong, it's it's advice. And there's nothing I've wrong with giving you. your friends advice either. Yeah. You or know? help or someone to listen to. But like, yeah. no, I, I went through a bunch of, of um, psycho psychologists. Like, yeah, I did. I didn't just get one and find it and it worked, man. Like, I think I went through three or four and ended up finding finding this one. And she was in town, and I, I'd, I'd go there sometimes for the hour. And I'd sit there and I, man, I'd, I'd cry for the hour, and I'd I'd talk to her about about shit that was going on, like because I I was like. I got off the pain meds pretty quick, man. Like yep. I was, I was off all the pain meds within six months. That's very everything, good. like everything. Like it was, like oh, I I can get addicted to things pretty easy or like stuck on things pretty easy. And so I was on this stuff and I was taking tramadol and I was taking all the shit. And I started weaning it off and off. Like I was waking up, shit. I was feeling shit. I was I was oily skin. Like I was. It's just making me feel shit. And they, you know, they're giving you a panadine fort to get through your day. Like fuck, I don't need that to get through my day. Like. Yeah, I can find something else to distract me to get through the day, so I don't have to do that. Yeah, but like, do you take anything now? No, nah, nothing. Not even no. anything for pain, uh, for nerve pain. Nothing at all. Yeah, good stuff. So look, like I'm in pain every day, every single day of the week. Yeah, I'm in pain. Like, yep. and when I say pain, I'm not talking like a one or two out of ten. Like, I, I'm in pain like a five out of ten every yep. single day, all day, unless I'm distracted. Yeah, if I'm distracted, I don't get it. But if I'm just sitting like right, right now, I've got pins and needles in in my elbow because we're talking about it, so I'm thinking about it. But yeah, that's, like, I don't know if you've seen me jumping around. Yeah, a bit, I've seen you jump around. Yeah, man. I'm I'm getting I've quite seen, a bit yeah. of nerve pain in my left yeah. leg, and um, yeah, so I know I can relate ex- mm. directly to you that if you're not moving around and doing things, it's it's almost like it sneaks up on you when you're bored. It does, man. Like, yeah. yeah, if I'm tired, if I had a big weekend. Uh, like you know you're, you're away or you're busy or you're, you're drinking or whatever and you come home like the monday tuesday they're no good for me yeah <clears throat> like I, i'm pretty lucky i know a lot of guys that it wakes them up in their sleep it's never waking me up in sleep so yeah so yeah. i've been pretty lucky with that I'm, I'm a good sleeper always you know always been a good sleeper but yeah um yeah it is what it is but at the, at the end of the day anyone that like well one of my best mates come to me a while ago and he, he messaged me, he goes, I'm just not feeling myself. So I'm banging in the car, go around. You know, he had Good a bit on of shit, you, man. Had a bit of shit going around, uh, going on. And like, he's, he's never one, that, well, you say that, never one that's going to do anything silly. But uh, you, you think that at the time, but you just don't know. You know? A so, lot of, hmm. From stories I've heard, it's the ones you don't expect it to. Some people hmm. might say, oh, fuck, you know, I want to do hmm. like, I'm just over it and this and this. But sometimes that's just a cry for help. Hundred percent, and and the people that don't open up or don't don't show any signs of it, mate, they're probably potentially more at risk of, of yeah. suicide but than the people that are openly saying, "Mate, I'm fucking struggling. Like, yeah. I need help. Like, can you can you point me in the direction? Or can you just sit and have a chat with me? Yeah, you know, and it's, it's but this this one guy, um. Mate, like, yeah, people are going to know who he is, but we're talking about this stuff. Like, me and him have been through a lot of shit together. Like, yep. a, a fucking lot. Like, good shit, bad shit, shit that we shouldn't talk, like, shouldn't even be mates yep. for now, but but we are, yeah? So, yep. um, you know, like, the, the shit I, I'd, I'd put him through is is not something that, that I'm proud of, but if I've done and, you know, whether we've made amends for it or it's been rushed, swept under the table, whatever it is now, it's it's done. But, you know, he's one of my best men. 
best mates. He, he he stood with me at my wedding the other week, and yeah, he, he's one bloke that can you know pull me into line and say, hey, you need to pull up, you need to do this. Like he's yep. he's there, he's always there. But he's the one that's always always helping everyone. Yeah, like he's always helping everyone and never asked for help back. So yeah, um, you know he he's had a pretty pretty rough year, um, and you know like I've been there, and I'm glad that I can be there and and help him. You know I've I've given him some tools that I've developed over the years and learned that it's, you know, I'd like to think that, that I've played a part in getting him back on track. Like he's, he's killing it at the moment. Like he's yep. you no know, work life. Um, you know, like he's racing, like he's doing it all and he's there and he's, he's one of those blokes that you can ring and, and he's there. Yeah. So, yeah. so people, I just don't feel like sometimes people give him enough of that back yep. to, to warrant what he gives out. Yeah, it's almost so, like a one-way street because yeah. people know they can get it out of this particular person. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so, a common thing, in, especially in this day and age, man. I, I don't feel like it was as common when I was, you know, 18, 19, but now I'm in my 30s. Maybe I just see it, you know. Maybe mm. I didn't see it back then, but now I feel like, you know, you see the people that are called on regularly and never call upon anyone else. Yeah. And it's... um. You know, they're the people you got to go, like, mate, how you doing? Like, mm. what's going on? What are you working on? Yeah. And and sort of pick apart their brain sometimes because... 100%. Yeah, you just... They might not open up to you because they're so... They're being the rock for 10 other people and they don't have time or the energy to open up about themselves. And that's a that's a pretty impressive thing for for a, one man or woman to, to take under oh, their wing. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So... Mm. While we're on the topic, how you doing? Mate, I'm good. Oh, I'm, I'm in a good place. Like, yeah. Um, I'm in a good place. Like, it, it, when I'm busy, I'm in a better place. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if I'm not busy, man, if I'm not busy at work, I make bad decisions. If I'm, if I'm like, if work's not busy, if life's not busy, uh, it's life seems to go slow. Like, I'm fast paced. Like, my mate Maddie, he got up at the, um, he got up at the wedding for, you know, a speech and he goes, this would be mate Alex. I never see him. He's not around. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. always away. I'm always doing something. Like, I've got this calendar at work, right? And it's like one of those big, like, whiteboard calendars, like two meters by two meters. Yeah. It's got all the dates on it. It's got all the weekends. So, all the boys' RDOs are written in red. All their holidays are in blue. You know, all their trade schools are in black. And then green is my life. Yeah. So, it's racing here this weekend, doing this dinner this night, you know, like yeah. all these different things that are, that are on. On the list, and so like Maddie, Maddie Sadler, we, his missus Kate, like I went to primary school there, so yeah. they're they're together now. Um, yeah, they're not married, but yeah, three kids together. Um, Kate will Kate will send me a text, send me a photo of the board, right? And oh like, yeah. So and then she's like, right, well, we're doing this this weekend or dinner this night, I'm booking it in, yeah. So it's a bit of a running joke with with the mates, you know. Send me the board, and we've got a group message between about you know six of us or something that yeah, it just goes. The, my board goes up and then everyone goes, right, oh, we're doing it, doing it then. So, you know, mates that, that fit your life, their life's in around me racing and what I'm doing. Um, I'm sure it'll change as, you know, we hopefully have another kid. Yeah. Um, you know, not, not anytime soon, according to Ash, but um, yeah, it'll, it'll change. But it, yeah. it's pretty cool that, you know, you've got that structure with your mates that, that do stuff like that. So, as I said, yeah, we're, we're busy at work, busy racing. I, I've had a massive year. Yeah. Like training the like world championship qualifiers. We've been right we've been racing the car flat out. Got married, had a had our daughter. Yeah. Like it's um 
Yeah, I, I'm in a good place. So that's good to hear, man. That's good yeah, to hear. Renovating home, that's nearly done. So yeah, well, we're gonna start the extension soon and stuff. So yeah, keeping the mind ticking over, which is got to have know, it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Have me days. Yeah, Mate, everyone has their days. I, I remember at the start, man. I didn't want to be here anymore. You know, like. I definitely have some of those right, days. And right. the only thing that keeps me on track is my little fella and my missus, yeah. you know. Like, I think of what they sacrificed to live in a hospital with me for six mm. months. And it's like, well, fuck. Yeah, like, you're putting pressure on them. Yeah. You, you feel like you're putting pressure on them, but... I feel like I'm putting you, pressure on everyone, bro. Yeah, but it's it's not. Like, you're not. Like, people that are around you in your corner are there because they genuinely want to be. be. Yeah, yeah, like, like Nixie... Like sorry, language he goes it, all the time. He goes, stop being a stubborn cunt, right? Yeah. So hey, like, don't worry about yeah, language. Yeah, I see yeah. mates on here, mate. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That's every second yeah. word with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like, well, <laughs> funny story about about the word cunt. We were right when we were over at Vichy. Mum was over there, and she she's not a massive swearer, so. We, we adopted, we weren't calling it a cunt anymore. It was a crumpet, right? So, <laughs> and I don't know if anyone knows, my dog is now called Crumpet. So, <laughs> but, you know, so, um, you know, he'll, I'll, I'll be doing something to the boat or I'll be setting the boat up in the morning or I'll be tying my shoes. Like, taught myself to do so much shit. I got, Jace will ring me up and he'll go, I fin- I've finally got something. I've got something that you can't do. And he'll go, you can't tie your shoe. I said, yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he'll go, you can't hit a golf club. And I'll go, yeah, okay. Like, you know, like there's there's not like still got that that competitive realm. Still with got your like mates. a competitive realm. I have Fucking to, but nice. like there's my my mates have been my mates for a long time. Like the injury, like, I've I've still got that same group of mates from you know before the injury. Um, I, I really haven't like you and Sammy were talking about that, or that the other guy you did the podcast with. Yeah, you've lost mates. I, I haven't. Like, yeah. I really haven't. I didn't. I've never had a massive friendship. Like close mate circle, like I know a lot of people. Like yeah. we'll go anywhere in Asheville. Go, who are you going to know here? Like going to the supermarket yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, so and look, but that's just the personality of the people. Like, like my my mates will if there's something that I know I can do, I'll do it. And if someone tries to help me, like I I, I felt like a cunt, but I got here was you drop the water bottle out the front, yeah, and I'm like, and I said, do you want a hand? I'm like, fuck, what did I say? Is I'd have the shits if someone said that to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like. So my mates know shit that I can't do, I just won't do. Like yeah, they, yeah. they know that. Like they know. Like if I say, like we we're working on the boat yesterday, we had a little little mishap with the boat on the weekend, so we had to strip the boat apart. Yeah. So there's nothing bolts the whole way through the, the deck of the boat to pull this dash out, right? So I rang my brother, and I was driving home from Sydney last night, and I was I was due home at twelve o'clock yesterday. I said, "Where are you going to be at lunchtime? I need you to help me pull the boat apart." And normally I wouldn't ask if I'm like pulling an engine off or something, I can do that. But this particular task, like I've asked him and he knows I'm asking him because I obviously can't do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I sat there and passed some tools. I was there, but I wasn't, look, I could work out a way to do it if I really wanted to. Yeah. But sometimes things just take up too much time that they frustrate frustration. It's not worth the frustration. So if there's things that I can't do, I avoid. I I don't have jeans that have got buttons. I don't. All, all my jeans are elastic, elastic waist, yeah? Fuck, I'll have to get some of them, man. man. I'm fucking sick of being uncomfortable because of my pants and my mate, shorts. honestly, or... and there can't be your stomach can grow and you don't even notice, man. It's mate, good. mine is growing at a fucking rapid <laughs> rate. The so, only thing that's keeping it down is our sponsors yeah. at Valley Meal Prep. They're, oh, they're yeah, helping yeah, us out. Yeah, yeah, yeah love that. Do, yeah. They're I'll doing to, a good job. i have to dive into that. So, um, but yeah, like, mate, we, if we go away somewhere or 
very rare occasion Ash will get me to shopping center and we see a set of board shorts. I'll look at it. She'll go, oh, they're nice. I go, nah, no, no elastic waist. Yeah. And she's like, and then so if I find a pair of shorts or something that I like, elastic waist, I'll buy two or three pairs. Yeah. Because you don't know when you're going to find them next. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Damo Matthews, uh, he was a very well known ski racer from Mildura. And yeah. I spoke to him just after the accident. And, and I said, what advice can you give me? He goes, look. Has he had the same injury? Same injury, yeah. yeah it's very common in ski racing, isn't very, it? It's very common, yeah. It's yeah. common in motorbikes, yeah. road bikes, more so dirt bikes. Yeah, okay. And, um, and majorly common in ski racing. Like, it's getting a hell of a lot better since our safety gears improved. I don't yeah. – since me, there's only been oh, – I, I could be wrong. I think there's only been one since me, young Chelsea from up at Sydney. Yeah, okay. So, she's still skiing now. Skis every race. Shout uh, out to Chelsea. Yeah, Good on her. So, She's um, she's grasped, yeah. Like anything you can do to make your life easier, go for it. Like, yeah, yeah. elastic waist. Like Damo said to me, he goes, "Don't buy shoes with shoelaces." Like, like my work boots are all zip ups. Like, yeah, all my work boots every day of the week. Like, I can tie the laces up when they come loose, but I just zip them up up and down every day. Easy. You're only doing the lace every three or four days when it comes loose. You know, whatever. Yeah, yep. But like runners, like you know those like bungee cord. Clips, I used to buy them and I'd pull them up and I'd push the clip down and then tuck the lace in the side of the shoe. Like, you find ways to adapt, you yeah. Know? Like, um, which is, yeah, like when when Ash told me she was pregnant, right? And I knew that, like, you, you think about shit that's gonna affect other people because of your actions, right? And that, that's just life, yeah. But we had, like, when Ash told me she was pregnant, I, I was so excited. Then, like, a few days went past and I go, fuck. Okay, what if she's born with an arm that doesn't work? And I'm like, I know it's not not a thing, but it's in not, the back of your mind. You're not like, genetics. And like, you're, you're the first person I've ever told about that. Like, ever. Yeah. I haven't told Ash. I haven't told anyone. Yeah. So, and I'm like, and I was just waiting to get to that 12 week scan to go there and make sure that she had two arms. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, me mate Maddie had had two kids at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exact same injury. Like, two to the millimeter. Exact same injury. Far Both right. his daughters are fine. Yeah. 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 And and I'm sitting there. And I'm I'm sitting there in the scan, and I'm like. I'm looking on. I got no idea what I'm looking at, man. Like nothing. I'm going. I can only see one arm and two legs. There's something that was already implanted in my head. Yeah. And so, and then as soon as they go, yeah, two arms, ten like ten fingers, ten toes, like all that shit in the scan. I, I felt this moment of relief that I hadn't let Ash down, and that I hadn't um, like the our daughter that she wasn't going to be born. Not not this. Like, you know, it happens to people all the time. Like just. Pure disability, pure pure disability. There's nothing wrong with it, but I've given her every opportunity to succeed in life. Yeah. Um. Even with my with my injury that's gone on, so yep. uh, that that was a massive sigh of relief for me. Like it was it was huge. So. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, that's good. So where can our people reach you? Where can they reach out to you? Uh mate, like me, call me. Yeah, like call me, message me, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Yep. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's H A N D L Z six five, or maybe yeah, H A N D L Z. I'll put it in the link. Six. Put it in the link. Yeah. <laughs> Tag it in. Message me on message me on Facebook. Whatever. Like yeah, I'm I'm up for a chat. You know, I'm, look, I I I average probably two hundred phone calls a day. But yeah, you know, like anyone wants to ring me any time of the night. Advice: How to set up a motorbike. Like yep. we we like me and my brother race around the backyards in on our one tens. And he'll he'll put a sling on or put his arm inside his jumper so we're gonna race one handed like hey they they're doing yeah. that at training facilities now mate man. they are watch yeah. um Alex Alex uh, Axel Hodges Axel's doing it yeah um Jet does the one arm races with AJ Catanzara yeah mate he's fast <laughs> yeah man. he's fast as fuck you with seen, one hand. seen that downhill triple that he does 
Oh, there's a video. I'll have to. I'll tag. Yeah, you into it, send so. it to me yeah, for sure. I'll tag it. Yeah, these guys like pe- people that like take me hat off to what some of these guys do on a dirt bike. Like Fuck the biggest yeah. problem with the dirt bike is if you can have a crash, you you can push like push yourself away with the handlebars with two arms. With one, you push and the bar just turns. You end up tangling with the bike. Like yeah. I remember, mate, Ozzy, we were, were at dad's house one day on the one tens. I'm coming and tuck the front, and I'm like rolling with this one ten. I'm in shorts and a singlet and like. Work boots and I'm rolling. With was this, this one, one when, yeah, when one after your injury? Yeah, one yes. arm and I'm rolling through the paddock, ended up in the electric fence, and they're pulling me <laughs> out. They're pulling me out of the electric fence, you know. But um, nah, yeah, no, mate, people want to reach out, talk to me, go for it. I'm here. Good I'm happy stuff. to talk. So Good got stuff. a lot of lot of um, lot of advice and different pointers and things that people can take away from it. So yeah, cool, cool. That's awesome, man. Done. Well, our friends at Three O Nine Nine Jerky Co have hooked us up with one of each of their flavors. Oh, beautiful. And uh, you get to take your pick and take it home with you and put that delicious meat in your mouth. Mate, I'm going to go a, uh, a chili jerky, I reckon. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for a bit of one for a spice. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, mate. Well, thanks for coming on. And, uh, Thank you. Alex Hanley, everyone. Thank you. Hopefully we have to do it again soon. Let's do it. After world titles. Done deal. All right, mate. See Cheers. You, mate.